Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me as always, I welcome back, thankfully, Matt is here. <laughs> this isn't Disneyland. <laughs> it feels like Disneyland to me because now I'm not alone with Connor. The happiest place on earth, that's what you're saying. Yes, happiest place on earth is not alone with Connor. Yes, I think that holds true for most people on this earth. Uh, but yes, uh, Matt's back, uh, Connor's also here too. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you do this every week, you get used to the meanness, and then you miss a couple weeks, and you're like, "God damn, Pete's mean." <laughs> only Connor, and, and, and only on like so, this show. Uh, like, I, I mean, I'm not amazing to you in other shows, but yeah, I'm not as mean to you. Yeah, yeah. I think you make it worse, Matt. Just, just I'm by sorry. existing, not intentionally. I'm sorry. Yeah, because that can compare Connor to someone, and that's never favorable for Connor. No, never. <laughs> I can't argue. Even Connor knows. We talk about DC Comics on this show, and coming up on this week, this week two, to to, you know, to to contrast from last week's four total books, where me and Connor only read maybe three total between us, you know, either of us. I mean, you know, like I'd only read three total. Connor only read two total. Yeah, I think there was only one thing that we both read the same. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird week last week, but this week we have Batman sixty-eight, which should have been last week. Damn it. King, uh, it's probably not King's fault, but I'm blaming him anyway. Uh, we have Detective Comics 1001, we have Superman number 10, Wonder Woman issue 68, The Flash 68, Supergirl 29, The Batman Who Laughs number 4, Titans 36, which is the final issue of that. We have Hawkman 11, and we have Wonder Twins 3. Uh, did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. I think that was a no, whole no. shebang. Good. I think that was all of it. So, sounds yeah. about right. Real, real quick before you started, you want to hear about WonderCon? Yeah. Sure. sure. Did you get any, any good scoops? Um, what, of ice cream? Yes. Not... He spent a lot of time at the ice cream bar. Yes. Actually, there was no ice cream bar. By the time I got there, it was gone. Because everything is a line at WonderCon. WonderCon is a lot more disappointing than I thought it would be. Yeah, there wasn't a lot, but Williamson did say not to ask him stuff because he forgets what we know and what he knows sometimes because he's working so far ahead. So he kindly oh, asked me he's Tim, prone to accidentally releasing things yes. he shouldn't then. Yeah. So um nothing nothing scoop wise. Uh no. Tom King's a total like gregarious man that after reading a lot of stuff he writes, you would never guess. You know? Like he's very funny. Um mm-hmm. and I guess him and Williamson have a really good working relationship. So that was pretty cool. Um but yeah, uh, I, I didn't didn't get I didn't get to meet Snyder and Capullo because WonderCon, you know, smartly put the the signings for Snyder and Capullo at the same time as King, and you, you had uh, to choose. That was a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you, yeah, have you met them before? Yes, and and yeah. funnily enough, me and Mario were trying to get you know a sense of where these lines start and end and whatnot, and we're kind of standing by Snyder's table, and I don't every, know if it's every just con, it's impossible, yeah. isn't it? Well, because they're up against a corner, and it's like, well, where does the King line start, and where does the Snyder Capullo line start? And some at one point they were merging together, like in an unholy union, and it just. But yeah, and I don't know if just Snyder's this way with everybody, but he seemed to recognize me and Mario because we both met him a couple times, and he looked from the table and asked us how we were doing, you know, and I was like, this is quite surreal, you know, but. But yeah, uh, it was WonderCon's fine. I don't know if it's quite worth the money to wait and 
as many that lines, many lines. <laughs> yeah um and as me and tim are, are about four people away from from king some dude i kid you not brings a massive stack because uh, he was part of some charity and it's great that he gave to charity and whatnot I'm not hating on that this got better <laughs> but he after we've waited an hour and like 15 minutes and we're four away this dude brings a stack of comics for King to sign, and we have to wait another 10 minutes. So, all in all, an hour and a half. So, but it was a fun experience. Got to see a lot of fun cosplay, a lot of Captain Marvel cosplay, uh, a lot of Spider Gwen. Yeah. yeah. Less, less, less Harley Quinn, which is always refreshing, especially the Hot Topic version. Uh, uh, that said, back soon. Well, that said, we did see a, a uh, Birds of Prey trailer teaser harley quinn so yeah you're gonna good, see good on them that, for creativity that that fur coat thing that, you, that we've seen so far harley that's mm-hmm. going to be everywhere after that movie comes yep. out yeah yep. it's, it's good um, for the winter cons though they got something so so warm yeah uh, <laughs> dustin win is super cool we talked to him for a minute uh of course i didn't have anything for him to sign because i had so much other stuff I've never like, heard... i weighed my backpack my backpack came in at 55 pounds i think all said and done. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I've never worn so. a full super suit before. I have to imagine they're pretty snug. You get quite warm in those, right? Yeah. Probably. Depends what they're made of, I suppose. Yeah. If they're just sort of thin material, maybe not. But the, the cosplayers who put the effort in actually have the latex suits. Yeah, I have to imagine no they get quite sweaty. I I always feel bad for you know the 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 five o first. You know the guys in the big stormtrooper yes. outfits. Well, and it, it was quite warm in Anaheim that weekend too. So you saw a lot of guys outside with the helmets off. Just because, and if you wanted a picture, or they were taking yeah, pictures, yeah, I, I, they always show up to like at my store, like um, you know, free comic book day, which is you know, yeah. start of May. But so sometimes you you get a really, relatively speaking, you know, hot start of May, and those guys are there in full of, and you know, and obviously all the kids are there, so they don't take the helmets yeah. off or anything like that, and yeah. you just feel bad for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. <laughs> well, of course you don't. Um, hey, they're doing something nice for the kids. Wear let a stupid it, costume, go. you get heat stroke. Deal with it. I, I had a, I was going to say something about other cosplay. Oh, so in, in better cosplay news, the I saw a ton of Starfires, but that Piccolo Starfire with the NASA shirt. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so that was uh, one girl took the complete initiative and painted herself orange first. So it should be I, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like the half-ass, just throw on the NASA shirt and wear a wig. Like she went for it. So that was cool. That's like the opposite though of the the five oh first. Because yeah, you're painting yourself, but it, it's relatively nice and casual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I bet your wife was a big fan that your new display picture on Facebook was you and the Captain Marvel cosplayer. Oh no, that was from uh, Disneyland. Oh, was that, it? That's all. That was, that was a week yeah. later. That was... wasn't a cosplay. The, yeah. the, the two weekends brought together, Matt. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, that at Disneyland. I, I gotta say, I know we're a DC podcast, but they really put an effort to their meet and greets now with the the Marvel characters because they have a a what looks like half of a jet that they sawed in half and is coming out of a hangar that is your background when you take a picture with Captain Marvel. So. Uh, and she was really good too. Like, I mean, it makes the... it makes sense to put an effort in the Marvel characters. Marvel well, at this... for the longest time, it was just like characters pop up, 
and you just go take pictures. Like they didn't put effort into the Black Panther guy that they put in the corner, probably because his suits, you know, jet black and it was you know, eighty two degrees outside. So he's over in the shade in this yeah. non-themed area. <laughs> Kill us part of the park. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, and like I feel like they don't even put in that much effort for like the princesses in and stuff. So I'm, I ha- I'm surprised there wasn't like a like a, a series of arrows directing you around the back of one of the buildings where the freezers are, yeah. just so that you could stand yeah. next to the freezers, and just 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 bask in yeah. the coolness. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. So the two weekends do run together. I made the same drive basically, uh, two weeks in a row. But no, it, make, it makes sense to put a lot of effort in the Marvel characters because I mean, at this point, I mean, well, I, I think Marvel's making whole... more money for them than Star uh, Star Wars is now. Yeah, I, I think. Well, uh, yeah. At least I think in the box so. office. I don't know about merchandise yeah. necessarily. Yeah, part of that is probably the amount of films they're putting out. Probably, yeah. You know, well, and there's there's a ton of kids in in Marvel costumes. Like it used to just be little girls in princess costumes, but you know, I, I saw a kid dressed as Black Panther, a kid dressed as Spider Man, Captain Marvel. You know, mm. so it's they've resonating. Got the, they've got the new Star Wars park opening in a couple of months, right? Yeah. So that was the other thing is. When you ride one of the roller coasters, you get a nice full view uh, into that section. And, like, I, I wanted to be this jaded, like, oh, it's not going to be that great. It's going to be crowd to crowd, like, or, or person to person crowds where you can't move. It will. But seeing Let the hate how, flow, flow through you, Matt. Uh, but seeing how amazing it looks, just, and they're not even done. Like, there's still a ton of work they have to put into it to make this end of May opening. I'm like, I, I gotta go, but I, I'm, I'm still gonna miss the first nine months. There's no way, like they're giving out bathroom passes, like for the line that's gonna be to get into there. So uh... that whole Star Wars section of the park, they are killing it. It's gonna be Westworld for Star Wars, like you know, Connor's gonna have to make the trek. Sounds like hell. Yeah, Pete, don't just <laughs> Pete's gonna get in trouble. He's gonna kick a Boba Fett. <laughs> gonna <laughs> be wanted in disneyland that said i got into trouble for giving uh kylo ren uh issues because you know after last jedi he is unredeemable in most people's eyes and i told him i think you could use a churro that might ease your grumpiness <laughs> and the dude you know the the, the handler was having none of it because i think he thought i was trying to ruin things for the people i was with where they just know this is just how i am and on the way out, I was telling them, I was like, yeah, I see myself as like a member of the rebellion slash resistance. So I, I messed with these guys and he was not having any of that. And I got like a talking down to lecture from this dude. And I had to tell him like, look, man, I love Star Wars. I, I know I'm just wearing Indiana Jones hat right now and nothing Star Wars, but you have to understand. Like, you did, So are you telling us you got a lecture from Kylo Ren? Uh, not Kylo Ren, the handler. Yeah, he's uh, bodyguard. Okay. Kylo, Kylo's... Yeah. Second, yeah, this is far too much Star Wars talk. Can we, can we, can we like curb this? This is far too much Star Wars talk. I am sick Uh, to hear about Star Wars these past like 24 hours. It is absolutely so, so just soul destroying getting into trouble at Disneyland. And then when we went to go meet Vader, same handlers dealing with Vader, (laughs) and he looks at me like, Oh, not this guy again. (laughs) (laughs) So, just just let people enjoy things, Pete. I wonder what sugar. I will let people enjoy things, but don't spend twenty minutes on my podcast talking about it. Thank you very much. Yeah, talking about where Twelve I went. minutes in, and like three of that has been on Star Wars. It feels like twenty. 
That said, my wife made Chewie cry because she wore a hot pin. So <laughs> Pete, Pete should get a kick out of that. Oh, and they, they have Ray you can meet. She was super nice. Also, Connor probably shouldn't be allowed around her because she looks yeah. a lot like Daisy Ridley. Like, they did a good job. Yeah, Restra- restraining order, yeah. Uh, you know. There's no need for a restraining order. Mm. <laughs> They're going to have pictures of oh. Connor's face up around the park when it opens. Do not let this man enter. <laughs> But Connor, that said, uh, if you want to make the trek out to, to this side of the world, just let me know. Uh, you oh, because you 20, need an excuse. Because you need an excuse to go to Disneyland, Matt. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm meeting uh, Alden in in November slash December. We, we're not sure yet for for Disney World on that that side in Florida. So if Connor wants to come out this way, Pete, you're invited too. I mean, it's probably gonna be a lot of Star Wars. Oh. So <laughs> oh. if you want to, God no. Oh God. I'd have said that. Speaking of Florida, so speaking right. of Florida, yeah, that, that we do that all the time. Right. Well, now recently on one of my streams, I was we were basically just going through all those stupid news articles of Florida yeah. man does this, Florida man yeah. does that, Florida man does this, yeah. and then eventually there was like Florida woman, and I went, oh, is that like you know? Eventually we got the female version of Florida man. So this this past weekend, I saw a headline that said Florida teen, and I went, finally he's got a sidekick, Florida oh, teen. Nice. I gotta say, the most Florida Man headline I've seen, and this came out about a week and a half ago, uh, Florida Man strips naked, starts Fight Club and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, keep, keep being yourself, Florida. Uh, who's, Florida. who's Florida Man's opposite? Like, uh, wh- 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 Who's the epitome of sensible? I feel like yeah. that's whoever that is. It's Florida that, like, arch nemesis. Delaware dude. He's just like milk toast, shows up, behaves himself. I don't know. I don't know. Or Delaware. I feel like Canada, maybe. Like polite Canada. Maybe. That, that's your opposite of Florida, man. Yeah. Yeah. Canada caddy. Yeah. <laughs> Strips naked, starts Fight Club and Chick-fil-A. I just... <laughs> that is so Florida. There's so much to unpack uh... there. Much like in the solicits for DC that dropped... Oh yeah, we're about to hit, huh? hit on those. Yeah. Uh, Segway. Look at that. Matt, Matt, Matt hitting a segue better than Pete did. <sighs> better than that. I wasn't even trying to segue. Yours was better. Yours was speaking of Florida. <laughs> that was a thing segue. Uh, that's like the segue dude that went off the cliff that never happened. <laughs> it's like that, that was supposed. Was, to, that wasn't supposed to be the segue to 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 the solicits. I wasn't trying no, to get I know it solicits. Wasn't. I know it was, but a segue to your I story. Can, I can guarantee that without me, this ran smoother. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. The first week didn't. No. Last week was fine. The first week, I had just got home from work. I was extremely tired. Uh-huh. Uh, I forgot to read like three books. <laughs> I got home, realized that the previous month was when I'd missed, a, missed an episode. Because um, it was when I was away. Uh, and I hadn't read all my single, uh, you know, single monthly shipping books from that week. So I had twice the amount to read and just didn't go well. It's a bit no, of a shambles. No, not going to lie. Chaos. Huh? Chaos on the show. Yes. Um, all right. Let's talk about... Solicits. Solicits, yes. DC Comics. Can we talk about DC Comics? None of this Star Wars shit, please. No part For now. What do you mean for now? How dare you? Shut your face. What's happening? It's a threat. 
It's all right. You have to listen to to me yabber on about him on the, on the other show. I'm only done. I'm canceling all Star Wars news and on the other shows. We're not talking about <laughs> it. Connor, did you do a trailer talk for that trailer that dropped yesterday yet? No, because I don't want to talk about it with Pete. Well, maybe maybe after this, I can spare some Hellboy time, and we can get into <laughs> it real quick. Make make Pete watch. Oh, God no. God no. <laughs> Uh dear, you know I, I I just like so much Star Wars in the last twenty four hours. I just I can't I can't be having with it. You've, yeah, there's only a small gathering called Celebration twenty nineteen going on. I, how dare they drop a bunch of news? Exactly, that's my sentiment. Exactly, you say that with the tone as if that's but, ridiculous. But would you rather you have this drip fed all year, or would you rather just like right here's one weekend? Get it all out. People can get excited for three or four days, and then we'll, you know, we'll we'll calm down again. And someone like Alden's answer is like yes to both of those. <laughs> yes, Al- Alden, who is like, I'm still shaking after the trailer. That ah, shot. Well, shut hey, up. He's he's like my little brother, but stuff like that makes me want to shove him in a locker. So <sighs> you know, he knows. Dear. Yeah, I I know he knows. <laughs> Oh Jesus! All right, the DC solicits. Yeah, third um, time's chat. So, yeah, started off Batman: Curse of the White Knight. That's yeah, for, buddy. This is for July, by the way, just for the, for the mm-hmm. July 2019. Yeah, uh, it's 20. Thank you for specifying that, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we got July's 2020 solicits today. But let's talk about what's happening in the year. Um, so yeah, Curse of the White. This is a Sean Murphy follow-up to his, his mini series, which I'm sure you two are excited about. It's eight issues. Hell yes. Issue one's five dollars. I don't know if that's going to be the same going forward. Um, uh, it's thirty-two okay. pages, so maybe not. Um, but yeah, if it's prestige format, then cool. Like, you know, it's thirty-two pages for five dollars. It, it says Sean Murphy art. Yeah, that's the thing. It says thirty-two so, pages, but maybe there's less ads. Yeah, they've done that before. Um, looks like Azrael's part of it. He's on the cover. Looks. Super cool. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that character, but in the hands of Murphy, well, he did White Knight. I'm curious to see where this goes. I'm down for seeing him draw the flaming sword stuff. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it says in this one, Joker recruits Azrael to help him expose a shocking secret from the Wayne family <laughs> legacy and to run Gotham City into the ground. So uh, it makes me want to revisit White Knight, which I'll probably do. Yeah, yeah I'll probably reread it like start july because this is out oh this uh, end of july this is out, in july so. 24th so there's a yeah. couple of those zoom and ink uh books graphic novels mm-hmm. batman nightwalker the graphic novel uh based on a novel oh. by marie lou and it's adapted by Stuart moore with art by chris yeah. wildgoose so that's what wildgoose has been up to He's been uh, so i'll novel. read it just because wild Goose Wild Goose. is great yeah mm. um in other news that pete doesn't care about game of thrones i read this as batman <sighs> white walker and was like, what is this? And then I was like, okay, no, that, it's Nightwalker. So, is, is yeah. this the episode we just told Jeffy for the whole show? Uh-huh. I'm down for that. So, we're going to start a new what's section. The other one? We're going to start now. This is what's going to happen. Every time a Star Wars or Game of Thrones thing comes up, Joe's going to happen. I'm going to bring up a Buffy thing. And I'm going to talk about the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Fine, you do that anyway. But you know why you can do that? Why? Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> This is what the Joker must have felt like just to watch the world burn. Because <laughs> I'm going to play both sides now. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, um, what's the second Zoom and Ink thing? Because uh, this seems 
completely different. The Secret Spiral of Swamp Kids, which is written by Kirk Scroggs, with art by also Kirk Scroggs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they just say written art and cover by Kirk Scroggs. They separated it yeah. into two sets. Just, just the solicit format, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's got a cool cover, actually. It's just like a you know, yeah. kid's notebook with uh, drawings on the front. Yeah. It's kind of neat. I've... How bad you must smell that kids nicknamed me Swamp Kid. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair question. It's a fair question. Uh, we got Batman Last Night on Earth, issue 2. This is Snyder and Capullo's prestige book. Uh, so not much to add. I suppose you could say the cover has Scarecrow on it, so he's finally getting yeah. to do some Scarecrow stuff because he's not really done that yet, I don't think. No, and no. Uh, he goes to the Plains of Solitude to find an unlikely ally, so... Mm. Yeah, tells me Superman might be involved. Yeah. yeah maybe, yeah. Do you know what Superman has? Diplomatic immunity! Yes. <laughs> uh, and he, here's the exciting things that are coming up right here. Yeah. Is we, they're, they're, go back? If you, if you want to finish, you go. Oh, no. Uh, they're collecting those Walmart specials um, into the a larger format book. It's 32 uh, pages. Yeah, so it's a regular single issue. Although notably, it's five dollars. Yeah. So again, I have to assume there's less ads. I have to assume there's more yeah. actual storied content pages. We have to hope, right? Because yeah. otherwise, we're just doing five dollar regular books, which is upsetting. Uh, but yeah, Batman Universe issue one, which is the Bendis and Nick Darrington Batman story from those Walmart books, uh, originally from Batman Giant three and four. So I, I don't know what was in one and two that they're not in this, oh, but one and two might have just been reprints. Yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but uh, three and four. Uh, so presumably, it'll be. It's going to be six issues, so I imagine there'll be like batches of two. Yeah, it'll just all just be so, simple. So this is what what gets me though is if you're reading his Young Justice, this apparently is the first appearance of Jenny Hex. Oh, uh, interesting. There's a reference. It says, "Following the theft of a priceless priceless Faberge egg, the Riddler leads the Dark Knight on a wild hunt after its true owner, Jenny Hex, descendant of Jonah Hex." Yeah, I'll, so, I'll read this for the show. I'll read this as they're coming yeah. out. I'm glad they're doing these yeah, as singles. Yeah, yeah. Makes it really easy to cover. Uh, Oh, I mean, Bendis and Darrington. It, that's a hard combination to not have interest in. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, I saw the Ginny Hex name and I got very excited. Yeah, and then to go along with that, we have Superman Up in the Sky issue one. This is the Tom King uh, with Kubert and Hope. Uh, Superman story from the, the Walmart specials. Again, same thing. Oh. Uh, Superman Giant 3 and 4, $5, one of six. Same, same shebang. Yeah. Um, Despite my favorite character, not quite uh, as excited for this story. Um, but I'm still going to read it. Is that because you're feeling down in King or just because the premise is... Uh, the premise. Um, and, and Hubert's fine, but I don't get as excited, you know, uh, of, of the art. But uh, it does have Green Lanterns, and I've been missing Green Lantern, yeah. you know, since Morrison and Sharp took it over. Yeah, you've been missing out. That's okay. Or when we get to the the, uh, the solicit for this month, you're going to be like, damn uh-huh. it. Maybe oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. So next up, we what is this? This uh, mini series that's starting here. Uh, Wonder Woman, come back to me. It's oh, the, it's the oh, same. Yeah. Oh, this the is Wonder more, Woman. Okay, Sorry, I didn't recognize yeah. this one. Uh, this is Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti uh, with Chad yep. Harden on the art. So this is again same thing. It's the Wonder. Yeah, the, 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 which, the Walmart and of course specials. that's that's the team that did uh, Harley Quinn for you mm-hmm. know yeah. quite a long time. So after well, also met, Starfire, that, I, that me and Connor love. I will try this. I, I, I'm not. I clearly like King and Bendis a lot, so I'm excited for those two. This one, I'm a bit more... This is easily the one of the three I'm most excited for. Yeah, the premise of this is, like, this should be an animated short. You know what I mean? Like, 
if they could adapt Amanda Connor style to, you know, oh, that'd to, be great. Story. Yeah. Yeah. But it involves the Bermuda Triangle and Steve Trevor getting lost in a experimental new aircraft and uh, Diana and Etta having to go find him. Like, yeah. So I'm gonna good. try it. I'm, I'm not going to read it off, but like it's definitely yeah. one that I'm not as excited about because it's is what it is. Uh, and Collapser issue one, I assume this is uh, part of the new Young Animal wave. Yes, because obviously uh, that, that was Mikey a, way. a story itself that that Young Animal is is back. Yeah, so we we got a whole slate yeah. of books here. So we got Collapser issue one written by Mikey Way. Can I just say yeah. I love how his name is almost Milky Way. I just I, I, yeah. Is this well, a pen name? He was name? the basis in My Chemical Romance. That's Gerard's younger brother. Uh, yeah. Is this a pen name? Did he pick this name? Because Mikey oh, well, Way, come on. No, that, no, that was just always his name, as far as I know from from his, it. His parents have a sense of humor. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. uh, Make Your Way and Sean Simon writing with art by Elias Kriazes. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So, what is this? Oh, I'm going to read the solicit text for this because I think uh, it's a completely new thing to the sounds of it. Uh, there's a voice in the head of Liam James questioning everything he does, from his job at the nursing home to keeping his relationship with his girlfriend afloat. Is that personal and professional lives, Connor? Take a drink. Uh, Liam suffers uh, from anxiety, and the only thing that quiets, quiets it is the music, which he makes as a weekly DJ gig uh, as his one saving grace. But Liam's life changes forever when he receives a black hole in the mail. Yes, you read that right. I'm glad it specified that, because I was going to mm-hmm. question that. Uh, one that takes up residence in his chest, grants him insane superpowers, turns him into a celebrity, and draws him into a cosmic conflict beyond his wildest imagination. Where did this black hole come from? Why Liam? Is power the cure? Or will superstardom turn Liam into a black hole himself? Find out in Collapser, a superhero wow. story that could only come from DC's Young Animal. This feels like a spin-off to like Descender and Ascender. <laughs> Collapser. Yeah, Collapser. Yeah. It's I'm in the middle. This, this sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down intrigued. for this one. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Um... I'm intrigued. Like, uh, it's worth mentioning, actually, there's one here that's not in the solicits. The Green Lantern one's not in these solicits. There's a couple. I've got the article. I'm going to go through them after the next one. Okay, sure, yeah. Go after we do this next one, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, we have Doom Patrol coming back. It's called Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds, issue one. So, this will be... It doesn't say it's, like, of number of pages, but I'm assuming it's going to be, like, 12 issues, just because of the nature of this imprint. Uh, probably, yeah. Whereas the last one did actually say it was six issues, didn't it? Right. Yes. Uh, so, Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds... Uh, Jared Way and Jeremy Lambert writing with James Harvey on the art. What's What's interesting is I am a much bigger Doom Patrol fan since the last time a Doom Patrol book launched, so I might be more inclined to maybe catch up on the previous book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. issue broke my brain, so no thanks. Uh, you watch Doom Patrol, Matt. It's, it's, it's no. real good. Every time you tell me, it delays it even longer if I was going to. No, do- donkey farts. it down the field. Donkey farts. I'm going to ice it. Just... <laughs> Ice it down. Yeah. We had Danny the Street on the last episode. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you bring up Danny the Street, which is one of the weirdest concepts that I love. We have Danny it's the still, Street. It, we had yeah. we had karaoke. We had Negative Man doing karaoke. It was great. You want to get off my lawn? And Crazy Jane was rom com Karen. It was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, tell us about the other two that were in the solicits. I assume they're coming in July, uh, yeah, August sure. or whatever. No, I think they, I think they teased there was going to be a, a fourth one, but they, okay. it was it was only the third one that had the solicit text, which was the Green Lantern one. Uh, it's called Far Sector uh, by N. K. Uh, Jemson, uh, with art by Jemel Campbell. 
which I guess Naomi's not coming back immediately, right? Right. It's yeah, I assume this. it's alternating with this then, so it'll take maybe six months yeah. off and then be back. Yeah, and that, probably. And that's cool because then it feels like an actual season, right? And that's what he's yeah. called him. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, Jemson, I believe, is a, a fantasy novelist. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is a newly chosen Green Lantern. Sojourner Joe uh, Muline has been protecting the city enduring, a massive metropolis of 20 billion people for the past six months. The city has maintained peace for over 500 years by stripping its citizens of their ability to feel. As a result, violent crime is virtually unheard of and murder is non-existent. But that's all about to change. <laughs> But everyone's so it's a, city, so. It, it's, it's a planet that's also a city? Uh, Probably, yeah, by the sound of it. Do you know what that sounds like? Sounds like Coruscant, doesn't it? Sounds like Coruscant. Huh, weird. That's funny yeah. you went to there, because I was thinking what it sounds like. It sounds like the plan that the the uh, the Alliance had and Firefly uh, worked on this planet. Because it failed in, in Firefly, of course. Yeah, but Coruscant came first, so... <laughs> I don't know what Coruscant is, so... You know, <laughs> well, see, that's where the empire set up its base, and where the throne of the was that was sits. this the one that got destroyed in the first movie, the Death Star? No, no, that's Alderaan. That's Alderaan. That's Alderaan. Okay. That's the rebellion. Coruscant is the one from the prequels where all the shit happens with yes. the Senate and that. Oh, it's, it's the boring it's... planet. Okay, right. <laughs> this is where the fun begins. Senate, Senate, uh, Palpatine's behind no. it all. Screw Palpatine. But, uh, that Green Lantern book, it just says it's coming 2019. It's obviously not July, but... Uh, right. Maybe that's why it's not in the solicits. The only character yeah. worse than Palpatine is Boba Fett. Anyway. Uh... You know, it's a tasting, but you're wrong. <laughs> Boba Fett's cool as shit. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I can't defend it, but he's cool as shit. I'm, I'm into a Green Lantern book uh, of some sort. I'm I'm happy I'm happy this exists. Well, I like it. Who knows? But I'll try it and find out. Can we get some And you know, I think we we all like Campbell a lot. So yeah. oh, Campbell's yeah. great. Yeah. Um. Yes, Matt's searching for the next two because yes, I am. He's excited. So this is us finally getting the Jimmy Olsen issue one, written by Matt Fraction, art by Steve Lieber. Uh, the, the, you know, I, mean, I suppose I'll read the description actually, since that it's actually yeah. you know it's interesting because obviously new aspect was coming, but let's let's read it. Wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Jimmy Olsen lives, Superman's best friend and Daily Planet photographer. Oh, it says Jimmy Olsen must die first. That's why. So yeah, you skipped yeah. the first slide. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what it meant. There I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We talk about it. anyway. Yeah. Yes, Jimmy Olsen tours the bizarre underbelly of the DC universe in this new miniseries featuring death, destruction, giant turtles, and more. It's centuries-spanning whirlwind of weird that starts in Metropolis and ends in Gotham City, and then we kill Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so into this. This, this is more so of a lead I'm... up to his death than Zack Snyder gave him, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, one. Hey, this, this uh, tells you his name first, so. Yeah. Sounds like one, we're getting Giant Turtle Boy, which, my favorite Jimmy Olsen. It said his name like, like five times as well. I mean, that, that's five yeah. times more than Batman v Superman said Snyder. his name. <laughs> um, dude, this sounds like our friend James maybe had a hand in it. This sounds like something he would do. It does. You know? It? Right, yeah. like there's like significantly less neon if James. No, you know, or there'd be more neon if James did it. And Production. given that that you already compared this at WonderCon to Fractions Hawkeye in terms of tone, yeah. right? I'm on board. I am super yep. excited about this. Which Yet somehow I've never read, but I'm planning on reading it before this comes out. Sure. So, but somehow, despite all that, this is the weaker of the two in terms of my excitement. Yeah. Because next well, up, worth noting oh. though, uh, 
only 12 issues, both of these. But yeah, both yes. are 12 issues, which is fine. If, it, fine. if they're just going to admit that now and have an ending planned, then great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't saying that as a as a bad thing. I'm just, you know, we, we should mention. This will make for two nice deluxe hardcovers, you know, in just yeah, over well. a year's time. Right, so, right on that back shelf, right there. Yeah. Lois Lane, yeah. issue one, Greg Ricker writing with Mike Perkins on the art. And can I just say, both of these covers for this are That fantastic. Jenny Frizen variant no. is phenomenal. That almost became my background. It it uh, may or may not be mine in the yeah. next ten minutes. I I love both. Like I I think that other one when she's holding the newspaper up and it's got the S burned yep. into it, like because mm. it's so I'm noir. I love how noir it looks. That yeah, exactly. That feels like a record book. Yeah, just by the look there, of there's it. There's a couple of uh, pages without RM. Well, not with the art, without mm-hmm. no, just the line work. Caption. Uh, yeah. uh, from Lois Lane going about, and it looks like a a newspaper thriller. That's what it looks like. Uh, so yeah, so Lois Lane issue one on the road. And out of Metropolis, and carrying a secret that she that could disrupt Superman's life, Lois Lane embarks on a harrowing journey to uncover the threat to her husband, and a plot that reaches to the highest levels of international power brokers and world leaders. Critically acclaimed, best-selling. Oh, I don't really the rest of it. <laughs> the rest of it's just you know fluff. Yeah, it's just you know yeah. tale of conspiracy, intrigue, and murder that pushes even <sighs> lowest to her limits. Yes. yes. Someone hold Matt down. <laughs> Matt's got a boner right now. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. Let's be honest. The, the, his his desk is just tipped a little bit back the way. Between these two books, like, you know, I, I know I said I was meaning to read less, but mm-hmm. this is why I have to read hey, less. Hey, Joy, what possibly the best news of this is, is Lois is on week one and Jimmy's on week three, the two Jimmy quiet three. weeks. Yep. Oh, yep. praise DC. Yes. And then we have Action and Superman in between. So, right? Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> But that's what I mean. Those yeah. are two and four, right? Like, yeah, true. So you get a dose of Superman yeah. kind of every week. Yeah. Boom. Every week. Four Superman books. Finally. I mean, it might just be for a year, but I don't care. Well, five it's... and two and Supergirl. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm talking like the... that's still outside a little bit. You sure. know what I mean? Like. I think you, know. you mean more Metropolis. Yeah. Let's yeah. say Metropolis, not some Superman. Okay. Okay. Uh, <sighs> so we're super excited for those. That is great news. Uh, although Carl's not allowed to read these though because they're going to be related to Bendis's book so he's, he's not allowed Joe uh, Lois is might be potentially Jimmy's definitely isn't <laughs> alright uh, so actually I was 1013 you know we won't go into too much detail about the you know the books of the, from here on out uh, uh, just looking for interesting notes to point out Aquaman 50 yeah. this is going to be an anniversary issue big $5 48 page book yeah um, um, Final issue of uh, Adventure of the Super Sons, because I think we knew, always knew it was 12 issues, but... Yeah, it was always 12, yeah. Yeah, um... yeah that book, I know I haven't been here to review it this last time. I'm following that last issue. I'm falling out of love with it. Really? Like, mm. Yeah, like, it was fine, but it just, it feels... I don't know, maybe because it's winding down. You know what I mean? Like, it just... I think I think I said... I, I think what I said the last couple of issues is that it's a fine, enjoyable read. It's, it doesn't feel super consequential, though. Uh, it's the no, sort of thing where if it, and that might be what it is. If it was out, if it was out, if it was out in a busy week, it would probably get dropped. But because it's out in a week with those like three other books, yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll keep. I that. expect I will pick up the deluxe hardcover and the omnibus that they did already at yeah. some point, and just read through the whole series in about three days, and was, very much enjoy it. That was the thing I heard from Tomasi too, is that he had a lot more planned for John in. And then Ben just came, took him away. And then Ben just came in, so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Kelly Sue is doing Black Manta, starting issue fifty. Yeah. It's the start of a new arc, so this is pretty cool. <laughs> bit yeah. bit of a, a spoiler for what's going on in in Aquaman right now. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> in that solicit. So I'm not I like what's yet. there though. Yeah. Yeah. Don't read it. I'm not going to read don't, it. Yeah. Just don't read on. it. But yeah, she's, she's, uh, dealing with, with black Manta Batgirl looks like has a new writer. Has a new writer. And I saw uh, this on Twitter. Uh, Cecile yeah. actually said, yeah, she's now taking over the book. So start with issue 37, Cecile Castellucci will be the new writer on Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I've been liking Rick Red Scott stuff, so it's yeah. a shame to see her go. Yeah, but uh, I like I like Cecil stuff. Yeah, yeah like I, I like that female Furies issue one, even though it, it went a bit too far with some things. So I'm um, I'm open to this. I I expect because because uh, the only things I've read from her are that and uh, Shade, the Changing Girl. Yeah, I would expect the Batgirl to be a little bit more reined in because it's actually you know in yeah. continuity. Yeah. Um, worth so mentioning... I, I read the last issue of, of Female Furies mm. in. It was rough, but in that way that it's meant to be rough, where it made me feel icky, okay, because of the events that happened in it, right. and I was like, so sub- the subject matter's rough. It's not so the writing that's rough. Yeah, no, yeah. the writing's fine, like it, but you know, bad things happen to to Arlie and the, the female Furies were vengeance, and that's where it looks like it's going. I might just finish it off because it's only the six issues, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Oh, but good. yeah, it was yeah, it's it was it, it really hit and it it wasn't so much of that sledgehammer that it had been. Like this there was a little bit more finesse to it. So I'm curious her take on Babs. Yeah. After also, that. Uh, so it's worth mentioning Carmen Diaz Domenico is the artist on this, which is cool. We like yeah. him. We'll see how he, he how he yeah. translates to a back character, yeah. but you know, um Yeah. I've enjoyed this stuff um, so far. Uh also he, did he do some Batman issues with the crossover? Um at one point I don't with, with Flash? No, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think that was him. That was no, Sandoval, yeah. and then the other one was okay. That one we hate. Well, that was all... <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't want it to be that name. Also, also in a lot of these, there's this undercurrent of Lex Luthor doing stuff in the background, mm. which I'm sure ties in. To yeah, we got Year some villains. Year of the Villain news, didn't we? Um, yeah. I think I don't know if it was later on in the solicits or if they were just a separate thing. Um, yeah, it's worth mentioning as well. I'm seeing a lot of the books in July. I've got this thing where the variants get cardstock and is a dollar more expensive. Yeah, yeah they're um, they're the the year of the villain yeah. things, I think mm. mostly. Yeah, and, and the back row cover is Oracle because the this new arc's gonna involve Oracle. So I'm yeah. wondering if Oracle comes back as uh, something of ill intent. Yeah, and that's what Babs is fighting against. So yeah, that's that's cool. Got your Batman Beyond, got your Batman 74 and 75. 75 is a big one, of course, because it's the start yep. of the, the the city of Bane. So we'll, we'll and it's see. a milestone issue. Yeah, it's oh. issue 75, so they're doing the $5 for eight pages. Uh, yeah, uh, it does have a phenomenal Delato. Yeah, the variant, yeah. Yeah. The Bane variant is really nice. Uh, so, I mean, they've been doing this, you know, issue 25, issue 50. I guess issue 75 is no different. We'll do the big milestone. Yeah, I mean, yep. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, nice. And a week before that is Batman Secret Files 2, uh, which looks like is one of those where they just throw all these stories together for, for City of Bane. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not so excited about that, but we'll see. Well, that's a very different art term, uh, variant for Catwoman. Doesn't look it as normal. It is, style. isn't it? He, yeah. he was uh, trying something different with the, uh, like a, a faux watercolor style thing, but still digital. Yeah, it looks good. It does. I can't fault it. Yeah. Um, DC's issue three, of course, is on there. Um, it's hard to talk about that yet because yeah. the first issue is not out, but it's coming. Yeah. It's coming next month. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, got a couple of tech issues, of course. 
Um, just Event Leviathan issue two is there. I don't really want to read the solicit because I don't want to spoil anything. I would say on, on Detective, right. so a thousand seven is the end of the, the, the arc, and then eight is a new stuff, and it's dealing yeah. with Joker. Okay. Okay. Real quick, what did you guys think of uh, Dial H for Hero? Oh, I liked Loved it quite it. a bit. Okay. Have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it. Wasn't a fan. No, I don't like it. So, no. I'm, I'm going to hang on to see what the next issue is, but it was... Yeah. Yeah, so far my least favorite of the Wonder Comic stuff. Uh, the Event Leviathan issue to cover is quite interesting, though. Yes, it is. Got a lot of detectives there. Uh... And, and who's, who's there in the front? That would look like Lois Lane. <laughs> uh, oh man! And, and and you got Plastic Man in his Terrifics uniform, which caused Doc Shaner to he was, he was freaking to, out. To that tweet wasn't out, he? yeah, you know, to, to tweet out words of joy. Uh, I, I think it was he said every time he sees it, it adds a year back oh. onto his life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he's also like anyone else, like if you want to add uh, Linya to any of your stories. Mm-hmm. And that just makes me. Um, what did he say? I think that one adds five years onto his life and grows back. Yeah, hair. Mm-hmm. and he goes back here. That's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, this cover is fantastic. Like, oh man, I'm so excited for Event Leviathan. I want to see Lois working with Batman, drawn by Malif. Yeah. There's just there's a lot of good things going on here. Uh, so Female Furies is ending in July. That's when issue yep. six comes out. Uh, flashes into the year one event, of course. That's yeah. the previous month, so that's going. Uh, it's ending. So, uh, you know, 75 is the last issue of it. 75. And it's, like, it's, it's another milestone issue, 75, getting the bigger book. With a fantastic Manipal variant. Oh, the Captain Cold one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love the negative space of the, the of his, like, parka. With the white yeah. and that goes around. Oh, his Gil face. and March, that was the artist who was horrible in Flash that was trying to middle the middle of the Because he's done a he's done a cover for Green Lantern Annual, which is yeah, an yeah. annual, by the way. It is. But please, please read the the uh, the solicit for issue nine just because okay. I feel like Matt will be like, damn it. No, on, I know, I saw it. And I don't On the medieval fantasy planet of Athamura, Sir Hal of the Lantern, <laughs> aka Hal Jordan. Must do battle with the evil wizard Abba Nazur, scourge of the four kingdoms. What is Abba Nazur's secret, and what does he have to do with the looming extinction level multiversal threat that leaves countless dead super beings in its wake? I've been like really digging this book, and my excitement just went up. Yeah, they, I can't believe they got now, Morrison to do an annual. Now, but it's it's. How in the multiverse now? Because it's not like it's uh, sharp in the annual. You've got uh, uh, Giuseppe Camanoculi. Yeah, but the annual's a little bit different. This was issue nine, so... And issue nine had a fantastic cover as well from Sharp. Um, Completely different style to usual, but incredible. And a variant cover by Fraser Irving, which, dealing with magic and whatnot... Yeah, I don't think we've seen that cover yet, but it'll probably be great. Yeah. Um, I do like Fraser Irving. Uh, Freedom Fighters issue seven's out, which I'm only pointing out because I didn't read the last issue because of time, but I am going to catch up oh, for the next one because fantastic. I, I've been liking that book. So you you, you want a spoiler? Okay, sure. They they blow up Mount Rushmore, the Freedom Fighters, and really piss off the Nazis <laughs> because the Nazis recarved. Uh, you know, who, who's pieces. on their Mount Rushmore? Is it just Hitler yeah. four times? Well, it's Hitler and, and his inner cabinet. You know. Okay. Um, so I'm sure like Goering and all those those guys were there, and and they've the the human bomb has been like cleaving off chunks of his dead skin cells, but they're still active. 
and he's been creating bombs out of them. So he sends the uh, doll woman in there and she just blows it to hell. Uh, and they start teasing like, well, we're going to have to get Overman involved. So. Okay, I need to catch up. Sounds good. Yeah, catch up. Venditti between Hawkman and Freedom Fighters has become one of my favorite, like, action adventure writers, I think. You know, I'm almost forgiving him for his run on Flash. Is that almost? <laughs> almost. Uh, speaking of annuals, there's a Justice League Dark Annual as well. So that's your second annual for the, that Ooh. fifth week in May. Uh, I just want to mention I'm just drawing Art through by here. Gil March. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't tell me that. You're making that up, right? No, it's there. Uh, God damn it. Fuck. <sighs> Covered by Riley Rosmo, though. <laughs> I'll just buy the cover and just do nothing else. Because, you know, I really like the, uh, the Harley Quinn variant by uh, Frank Cho. It doesn't look like his usual style. Um, I quite like it. But uh, mm. Hawkman uh, 14 has a different artist again. I know, uh, I think I mentioned it sometime in the last episode, but for anyone who didn't happen to listen to whatever book we were talking about at that time, uh, Hitch is off the book after 12. Um, it's not just filling artists. It's just, we're just changing for now. Um, but, you know, uh, it's just fine. Hopefully we'll yeah. get some good artists. Uh, the, the third annual of the month, which Connor will be reading, is a Red Hood Outlaw annual number three. I, 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 I will not be reading that anytime soon. Thank you very much. <laughs> soon enough. Soon enough. Uh, Shazam issue was solicited. Obviously, things get pushed back a little bit, but it does seem to be coming. Um, but the annual has Artemis and Bizarro on it, so isn't that when you like them? <laughs> no, when you hate them. I like Bizarro. I hate Artemis. Okay, there you go. Well, um, Supergirl's got a fantastic Brainiac variant cover. Yes, 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 yes. And speaking of variant yeah. covers, Lois is getting a lot of attention in July because the Superman variant is a is a Lois uh, Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes, and I will have to show out the extra money for that because. Mm-hmm. I don't like, though, that they seem to be all villains and she's on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like that. Lois is making a Doesn't heel do... turn. Doesn't... No, I mean, to be fair, Shazam's got a, um, a fantastic Michael Cho variant, which is... Yeah, but that's not one of those cardstock ones. You know, oh, is, all is the, the cardstock super... ones oh, seem right, to be... Oh, right, okay, the lowest ones too. Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to show out the extra money for that because I will eventually get that framed. Final issue up. of Wonder Twins is out in July, and then I think more importantly, uh, we have a confirmation that G. Willow Wilson's back on Wonder Woman after one issue off. It was just a guess. It was literally just a guest yeah. issue for Orlando. And yeah. and man, this this arc seems a lot of fun. I, I've seen a cheetah variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks great as well. Uh, by Frisian. Oh, uh, damn it! It's going to be tough picking covers that that month, isn't it? Frisian and the Dotsons. Yeah. Art art by Zermonico, so uh That's the thing. Oh Matt, I'm just looking at Young Justice here. Did you like Young Justice last week? I I did. Yeah. The whole realm of Gem World I need to know more about just because it scratches that Game of Thrones itch. Is which this I Matt don't understand how World, how though. Yeah. Which if you're enjoying it, I don't know how you you know because I know how you are with sword and sorcery stuff. So I'm enjoying it for all the characters I know. Like the, the actual gem gotcha. world stuff just kind of it's fine. Like, I'm not... I yeah, my my continuity sense was going off. Like I need to know what's going on with with Turquoise and Topaz and why there's these dynamics there. Did you read but... the the new Fifty Two book? No. Should I? Yeah, well, it was real good. Okay, maybe I'll go back once I read Hawkeye. Maybe that'll be the yeah the, the go to. 
All right. Well, that's basically obviously the collections and whatnot, but uh... yeah, um... yeah. I don't think there was anything incredibly surprising in the collections. Yeah, I think uh, our week five that month is going to be really, really quiet currently. But I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Doomsday Clock uh, like eleven ends up on that week or something. <laughs> yes, because that did get delayed again, didn't it? Well, there's not, there should technically be a Doomsday Clock on these solicits, but I think they actually realised it would be silly to uh, schedule Doomsday Clock uh 12 when 11 is clearly not making out in may given that 10 has been delayed till like middle of may so yeah, yeah, that would be a bit stupid wouldn't it so 11 will probably so, come out in july probably one of the collections i do want to point out is the uh wonder woman Ray rucka three because mm-hmm. the first two have been out um but that comes out in august so i don't know why that's listed in the they, they always do yeah, trades listed, they, they always do that the trades are yeah, always okay. follow ahead yeah than the, yeah. the single issues. so and also the wonder woman year one deluxe edition is out also by rucka which collects um it's it's doing them in the even numbers mm-hmm. right and so you know what issues in there yeah that's cool yeah issue eight that's you of course yes that's you yes we know i show it is one of the even numbers yes yeah. uh. oh man that mary shazam statue yeah <laughs> I, re- I really like the uh is it death uh the, the statue that's in there this time yeah, bombshells. She's oh wow. Yeah, that's good. God, I love the look of those. All right, I think that's solicits talk. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any other bits of news anyone wanted to bring up? Uh, I'm just seeing uh, Batman Damned got delayed by a, a month again. Oh, shocking. <laughs> yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, well, <laughs> allegedly coming out June nineteenth. Let's, let's just say. It had to be edited for art because Batman tried to start a naked fight club in a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this was originally supposed to come out March 27th. Then that got cancelled and re-solicited for May 22nd. Now it's coming out June. If I do read this, I'm going to struggle to remember what the hell happened in the, the first two. Yeah, I'll let you off on this one. <laughs> Alright, that's good. That's just solicits and news. What an epic... Uh, Johnny, it's been. Oh, God. Oh, just one more thing. It was uh, this Year of the Villain article. Um, mm-hmm. It's talking about what's going on in the months. So, July is Year of the Villain, The Offer. August is Year of the Villain, Dark Gifts. September is Year of the Villain, Evil Unleashed. October, mm-hmm. Year of the Villain, Doom Rising. So what does that mean, though? What, what will we get in July, all the variant covers? Um, I'm just looking. I'm reading the article now. So, this is because obviously uh, the first issues coming out are. Just before free comic book day, yeah, so in a couple of weeks' time, I think. Um, and they're talking about how there will be uh, June's issue twenty-five of, uh, I assume, Justice League. Here is is a prelude into it in July. Uh, so these are things going on in the books as well, I believe. Okay. Um, so yeah, in in July, I think it's talking about Lex, from what I can gather. You anyway, know, he makes the offer to some of the DC Universe's most noteworthy noteworthy characters. This is such a weird thing. It's, it's almost they're trying to like build like a marketing brand out of something that's mm-hmm. just some plots in the books, as opposed to it actually being a thing. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a year of the villain banner, um, featuring an image of Lex, uh, more haunt, uh, you know. Yeah. More so, so, seems like he's going around trying to create his Doom Army, you know, and this is what we're gonna get. Yeah, because they're talking about how uh, Event Leviathan and Action Comics are gonna be part of it. The the Batman City yeah. of Pain is is going to be yeah. part of this banner. It's it's basically meaningless. Then is what you're telling me. Okay. 
Possibly, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, just, I'm glad we established that. Uh, okay, hey, there was a news article. I thought, oh, oh what's this? <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap up news and solicits. We'll move on to books then. We have, first up, we have a book that was supposed to be out last week, which would have been nice last week, given how few we had. But, alas, we have Batman issue 68 with uh, Tom King writing with Amanda Connor on the art. And this is, again, part of the Nightmares story. This issue is very different from the other ones, though. And then it's kind of like a spin where it's like, this actually feels like a really positive issue. Most of these things seem quite happy. But the idea is that deep down, Bruce may actually be terrified of having a normal, happy life yep. and won't know what to do with himself. Um, yep. So, Or, Lois, or it's a, this is what could have been, you know? Kind of, yeah. And, and now he's missing out on it because of, of the machinations of Bane. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to say it was a bad issue, right? But I felt the tone just has not matched any of the other things. And I get they're all, you know, they're all one-offs. Mm-hmm. But this, compared to the last one, it's like, holy crap. I think what I may have enjoyed this more than a lot of them out of these nightmare issues just because yeah. there's at least elements of this that are just fun on their own. You know, it doesn't matter that it, what, what it's tying to or whatever it's just no lois and selena just going around the fortress doing stupid shit while drunk is actually kind of amusing just on its own they had me until the they, stripper yeah <laughs> with the superman robots like this is the point where i have to confess i didn't read it oh here yeah. we go uh we we were running a bit late i you know i got in from work late and i was reading my books and i got to a point where Okay, we're already pushing this, so I can get one more in, and I had to choose between this and something else. And I chose the other thing because I was like, you know what? I don't care about nightmares. I'll come back when it's yeah, you yeah, you have it. I read it. It's not again. I don't want to say it's bad because it's not. I just there are tone things that are off. The art's great. It's a man of Connor. Like Mm -hmm. yeah, I know the only reason this issue exists. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, on Twitter they they, they, they were talking about it is. Amanda kind of was like, hey, I'd have loved to join the, the Bachelorette party. And King was like, right, I'll sew it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. And I think I good. actually would have preferred this then than now, but I get how it's a nightmare. I like how King pulls that off to where it's this, you know, in Bruce being terrified of happiness type yeah. idea. You know, I, I like the idea of Supergirl letting them out of the fortress and them getting up to mischief. Um, you know, every time it cuts back to Clark and Bruce, they're just having this really boring night. <laughs> and it seems chess. so awkward, which I love. I love that you can feel the awkwardness between them. Like, they're much better friends in costume than out of costume. It, you know, it, like Superman and Batman are friends, but Clark and Bruce don't really know how to I, relate to each other here. See, I actually, I actually kind of disagree. I think the reason why this works in this issue is because it's kind of just the... What, what Bruce thinks it would be like, so it's like the Nightmare mm-hmm. version. I actually think Clark and Bruce would actually be a lot more comfortable with each other than this issue lets on. Yeah, maybe. I just, I like how it's played for laughs, though. Oh, it is, yes. Yeah. It's totally know. just about cutting from the girls having ridiculous yeah. fun and then to them just sitting there in their, their tweed jackets. But, but I like it. It's like, it's like two people that are friends from work and then when they're not at work, they don't know how to relate to each other. So they're just like, yeah. Um, so did you see that thing on TV? Nope. Okay. And it just it had that flow to it, and and yeah, the all the different wines I thought was hilarious in the fortress, because you know Superman doesn't drink, but he gets these bottles of alcohol sent to him as thank you from all across the galaxy. So so reading all the different kinds and where they were from. Yeah, they were just I thought, silly that ideas. That was pretty funny. Yeah, they were pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, uh, 
We we they also get lost in Selena in super outfits at one point. They're raiding yep. the, the the fortress closet <laughs> and putting on weird things. <laughs> Here's another thing, and I get it's a nightmare, and so we're gonna apply dream logic, right? But like, yeah. if if Brainiac had created this paradise pool, is that what it was called? Yeah. Uh, as a trap, why would Superman just keep it in the fortress as as is? In like, case Lois wants to skinny dip, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but the whole point of it is like, it, it's that where you never come out. It's almost Black Mercy. Right? I, w- I wonder if it's designed for him though, so humans can go in and manipulate sure. it. Sure, because they had no, they seem to not have any issue. Yeah, they didn't coming out. So uh, Connor, what this thing is, it was, it's this pool filled with this type of of liquid that makes you like, it, it puts you in this sense of ease, like fully. Oh, is that what this is? I, I was skimming the yeah. issue now, and their clothes seem to just vanish. Yeah. Like, yeah, because like, they jump in. They're, they're clothed. Yeah. And then the next panel, they're not. Time yeah. passed. Easy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, they want to. You've ever swam in, in clothes, like you've fallen into a pool? Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, so you take them so, off. Easy. Um, yeah. The idea that Lois is okay with, like, basically LNDs of her husband like being naked and uh, massaging Selena yeah. is really funny to me. That's weird to me. I just, that was just a... Uh, Again, dream logic. Weird, I, I guess yeah, the idea... Weird pull for Lois. If you go for the nightmare perspective, the idea here is that Bruce is imagining <laughs> that a naked Clark is, is massaging his wife. That's basically what's happening. Not, not just one, two. There's there's three of them. Yes. They're outnumbered. Yes. Yeah, so those duplicates of Clark gang by his wife yeah. essentially in his nightmare. That's that's essentially what he's he's fearing. Yeah. Um and that's that's basically basically the issue. You know, it ends with them you know, they they, they meet up and yeah. like, I love you, bat, I love you, cat and then the final page is him in the machine screaming. Uh yeah, so. which was very very Batman R A P esque of you know It's very cyberpunk. Uh, he... Just all the, yeah. the all the all the cables and pipes and wires and uh the colouring is completely different. Man, the there's a lot of people listed on the artist isn't there on the credits page mm. but those were all variants but i only saw the one variant right because it's all americana art like it's not no because the others are like matina is listed as a variant cover this is yeah. amanda connor dan uh Pinocian, john Timms, and michael janin as artists which implies they've got work in the well the final book. page is different i i assume yeah. final pages i don't know if i, I... I... I guess I'm gonna say Amanda Connor does all the uh, you know Lois and and Selena stuff. Mm-hmm. All the Bruce and Clark stuff is one of the others, and then the final page is the third pair. Probably. But hey, that's Batman. That was that was kind of yep. fun on its own. Like I, I don't know, like this was less frustrating to me than some of the others. Like that Constantine one, like two or three issues ago. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Like again, it's not bad. It's just the tone's a little bit weird. There's things in here that, like, yeah, you have to apply dream logic to. You know, it's perfectly fine compared to some of the other ones that we've gotten. Yeah. So I'm, I'll be happy when this is over. Like, give me the, the hey, city that, of Bane. This was part six. I think we've got one left, and then yeah. one left, which I may or may not read. We'll see. We'll see. I feel like I'm not missing anything uh, by skipping yeah, but... these nightmares issues. Uh, but here, I'm going to change your mind, because you know who the last artist is. Go on. It's, it's Yannick Paquette. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. 
Paquette does some great layout work. Yes. You will succumb, oh, what, what is Connor? he working on? I think he's working on with Bendis on something that uh, Bendis has been tweeting out the pages. Last I heard, I assumed he was still working on uh, the, the the Earth One thing with Morrison. Next one of those. Yeah, wonder. but there was there was another because it had a bunch of different heroes on it. Um, and it looked fantastic. And just the layouts, the way that they go, and they meld into each other. Like, fair enough. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, what, um, are you, what are you giving Batman sixty eight, Matt? I, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Because again, there's actually nothing wrong with it. I think it comes down to taste. Um, the Manicon art's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, but... I'm gonna give it a straight seven. I think it's a good issue. Um, that is just kind of fun on its own, and things don't necessarily always add up logically, but that's okay because we know it's a dream. Yeah, it's, we know it's like coming yeah. from his subconscious. So it's, it's his nightmares. Yeah. I just overall like I chuckled a couple times, and but I was just kind of not annoyed. That's not the right word, but I just. I was just reading it and I was like, okay. I was just reading it to get through it, you know? So. <laughs> and yet you give it a 7.5. Somehow I sounded more yeah. positive than you. Yeah. <laughs> that's... All right, we all know that my greeting is all weird compared to your guys's. Yes. So, oh, I gotta God. keep that alive. I, I actually look forward to a day where Matt actually reads something that he gives a one just to see how bad it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be something that's not even that bad. It just made him angry. Yeah. 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 What was this? Superman needed Batman to come and save him? No, nah, one out of ten. I can't get I can't get behind no, this. Also two out of ten. Because it depends on whose art. <laughs> Gala March. Gala March is on art. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> is it possible to give it negative? Uh I want to do that you know the aliens guy? You know the aliens, you know, from the history channel with the hair. Yeah. Right. yeah, he's he's got a gift that I really like. It's like a follow up to that from the same yeah. show, I assume, at some point, where he goes, "Is such a thing even possible?" Yes, it is. <laughs> he just does this pause and then says, "Yes, it is." I love it. God, what's his name? It's it's George Suka something. Oh, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever known his name. No, he's just the alien. I, only because yeah, I was flipping through and it was on one time and they were talking about the Norse gods. So stupid me. Stayed and watched. Of course you did. And I got so angry. <laughs> All right, uh, that'll take us on to the other bat book. A lot of bat books this week. This is what happens when you, Batman gets pushed a week. Detective Comics 1001, Peter J. Tomasi writing with Brad Walker on the art. Now, I know Matt didn't read this card. Did you read this? Did you try it? I did. I did. This was the, this was the choice I had between this and Batman you know, I'm glad, actually, because given the choice, I'd rather two of us talk about each book rather than three of us talk about one and only me talk about the other one. So. Yeah. It, it wasn't because of that. Uh, it was It was simply... Which one would I rather read time-wise? I, like, I can I can read one. Yeah. And Batman was like, right, it's nightmares. I know I don't really care. Whereas this, I, I wasn't exactly hopeful going into it, but I thought oh, I can at least give it a shot, and it, it might surprise me. Yeah, well, this is the weird thing. Is Tomasi can pull out good issues. Um, it's just that his story in 1000 really you know, was a whimper for us. And... It turned me off. The story before that started off with a couple of strong issues and then just dwindled. And so I'm going to be really cautious here and say that I actually quite like this issue. But, this is the best issue has run so far, comfortably. But I'm worried because I'm worried that there's going to be two or three good issues and then it's going to dwindle into nothingness. Yeah, that's my fear as can, well. Can I make a bet of who Arkham Knight is? Sure. sure. Uh, I think it's Anarchy. Okay. So fair game. So, but okay. Um, you have to let me know. So the plot of this is that all the bats in Gotham drop dead. 
right? We open <laughs> gardens. Not the bat family, actual bats. Actual yes. bats, yes. Uh, gardens in like a playground in the park, and there's just bat, dead bats everywhere. But you go to the bat cave, and Batman's got the same problem. So he experiments yeah, he on problem. Them. He's trying to figure it out. And then eventually he goes to uh, Langstrom's wife because it mentions Kirk Swalf for the Justice Francine. League Dark. So, Francine, thank yeah. you. Look at you remembering mm-hmm. her first name. Um, Dude, I know, I know DC canon. Like that is my <laughs> thing. This is a bad character, though, Matt. I know. I'm very familiar with the Bat family. Thank you. <laughs> That's because Bruce drives me nuts. Like he's my stepdad. That I constantly remind you're my you know my dad. That's my relationship with Bruce Wayne. You yeah. Know? So. So Francine uh, basically feels pain because whatever's hurt the bats is actually hurting her, even though she's in because because she's once she took the serum once she became a right you know uh, woman bat once is that, is that the term right. is that what we call her when she's woman bat yeah, yeah woman bat <laughs> uh, but she she's like desperate to like take the serum to figure out what's wrong and but Batman tries to stop her but she takes it and basically he rides her back and it's a great say. sequence isn't it yeah it's an action sequence it's a fun full of energy that, that might be up good. there with the venom dragon that i was like that sounds stupid but then when you look at it you're like <laughs> nah that's pretty metal and it's they basically the land in like uh, the park uh, like, it's in the zoo oh it's in the zoo sorry you're right um it's in the zoo they land in the zoo and it's right at this point where the villain because there's been a couple of interludes where we've cut to like arkham knight talking to his followers he's got these he's got a bit of a cult the actual um like knights yeah. that they're swearing to be, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're uh, well, they, they've got an organization name, uh, something to do with the sun. Knights of the sun, no? Children they're of the just sun. knights of the sun? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. But what they do is, is it's basically like the sort of scene where, like, you see a nuclear bomb go off, but it's not a nuclear bomb. It's actually, they've launched, like, a sun, like, basically an artificial sun into the sky. But it's like a it, miniature sun. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but when it first goes up, it looks kind of like, it's, it's not a mushroom cloud, it's more of a flat explosion, but it looks kind of dangerous. Yeah. So at first, yeah. Batman's like, shit, you know, Alfred, get the, you know, the radiation folk, get a radius set up, and it's like, no, it's it's just light. It's just, no, just light, yeah. yeah. There's nothing dangerous, but... I, I checked, it was Knights of the Sun. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, it's a very unimaginative name, but yeah. okay. Well, what I like about this is that it's just putting Batman like and he's out of his element because now it's daylight in all the, the time. Yeah. yeah, Um, and the stuff with uh, like I, I like the, the the mystery of the bats. The actual mystery of what's happening to them is pretty cool. Uh, the idea that it immediately took him to a Langstrom, the idea that we're really going down that avenue right away, uh, that was a fun action scene. And then them attacking, um, you know, they're they're, they're well trained. They're 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 all ambushing yeah, Batman. Cause... Batman goes to swing towards the sun and see what's going on. Mm. Um, and his line gets cut and he's like, what the hell's happening? You know, m- most people can't do that. Yeah. And then all these actual, you know, knights show up. They've got swords and, but, you know, shooting arrows and they've got, but, but the, the, the arrows are piercing his armor. Um, and their armor is just deflecting all of his like batarangs and stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know when you know they beat him down a bit with a lot of arrows and shit, and then the final page is Arkham Knight with his foot in his head, and it's like you know next time Arkham Knight stand off, and I'm like, I actually quite like this issue, and I'm an, I'm almost a little bit annoyed because I, I actually came into this thinking if I hate this issue, I'm probably going to drop it, but I like this yeah. issue quite a bit, so then I'm like shit. I, I did. <laughs> this would have been a much better introduction to Arkham Knight. There would have been. Yeah, yeah it's much had. better. Um, uh, so what was Arkhamite's story from from the game? The, oh, it's then, completely different. Ar- Arkham, so spoilers yeah. for Arkham Knight the video game. I need to spoil yeah. it to talk about this. So yeah. you've been warned. Uh, so Arkham Knight the game, he's basically 
Um, people were like, sort of said he's basically like a, a new version of Red Hood, and then the sort mm. of like the fun little twist again, which I actually quite liked, is that it Me did too. turn out to be Jason Todd, and the mm. Arkham, the, the actual like, uh, the 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 cool part of his helmet came off, and it just left the red dome, so it became like the Red Hood outfit, you know, right. two thirds of the game. It was a nice little thing. So, I, so I then it. he's uh, essentially he's just running around like redhead did under the hood it's, yeah it's, it's under the hood with a twist on it basically gotcha yeah. this... it, it was real good in that game yeah whereas this seems to be completely different this is this is kind of a little bit Azrael feeling with, yeah. The, yeah. With, with the order and the knights um so so let me just tell you so as i said knights of the sun kind of like you could have come up with an imaginative name in latin it's equitum solis it's some way cooler, doesn't it? right yeah come on knights of the sun that sounds like a day man Who's a fighter of the Nightman, <laughs> champion of the sun, master of yeah. karate and fun for everyone. <laughs> I need to watch that show at some point. I've only seen like two episodes. Oh, you're missing out. It's fantastic. Hey, yeah, man. Oh, I can't do it. I've waited. Let's move on swiftly. Uh, art was pretty uh, good. Mentioned... Yeah, yeah. Art was fantastic. Yeah, I, I think uh, for me, it's the best the art's been uh, since Tomasi took over. And it's Monkey? No, no. I, I, I like Monkey, but this was Brad Walker. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. It's a lot cleaner, yeah. uh, but I think it suits the book a bit better, to be honest. Well, yeah. if, if you're throwing Batman in the sun, then yeah, you kind of don't want Monkey, who relishes in shadow work, you yeah. know? So, so yeah, I guess, I guess we're being positive on Detective, and I'm <laughs> cautiously looking forward to 1000. I'm a little bit annoyed that I am. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, because this was pretty good. It was so we'll we'll see we'll see if he can stick the landing. That that is the big test for Tanasi uh, here. Is can he yeah, stick this? Right. I'll be honest. I'm concerned about the the Arkham names. Given the dialogue in that mm. one thousand story was terrible. Frankly, I've was, got nothing else to describe it. It was terrible, but I think the the, the problem there may just be that it it relied on him talking over like ten pages, but nothing but him narrating. It might. It might. My problem is okay. Once we get into him actually having a conversation with with Batman, right? when we get down to that stuff, does he annoy me? Because so far, he's kind of just talking in platitudes. It's like, oh, yeah, a new day dawns in Gotham. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. being generic enough right now that it's not a big deal, but everything else I really liked about this issue. So we'll see how it goes. What are you giving it, Connor? I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I'll give it a... Yeah, I'll give it a solid eight as well. Solid eight. Um, so that will take us on then to Superman issue 10. Brian Michael Bendis writing with Ivan Reese and Brandon Peterson on the art as it's been for most of this arc. And this wraps mm -hmm. up John telling the story to his parents of what happened to him. We ended last issue with uh, Superwoman. Yes, I was just making sure I had the yeah. right name there because it's, it's confusing because it's all flipped. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Superwoman, uh, you know, Lois from Earth 3 uh, try to kill him. And this issue, we find out that eventually Jor-El did show up. He found him. He, he, and it seems like he'd been yeah. missing for years from Jor-El's perspective. Because Jor-El had been, uh, you know, doing complicated, like, astrophysics maths to yeah. figure out where he was. Because in the since, he's, since John was lost in the multiverse through that wormhole, he couldn't just look through space. He had to look through space and time, which adds this other variable. And so to Jor-El, 22 years have passed. Yeah. Um, but yeah. only twenty two days have passed on on Earth, um, which is you know explains yep. why he's you know it's been a few weeks and he's grown up so much. Um, yep. But Jor El's got a goatee; you know, he's much older. Um, yeah. And it's basically just this this thing. But basically, we find out that you know John gets shot back to Earth while armies were attacking Jor El. Like, like there's like yeah. 
Was Thanagar in there? Yeah, you got Thanagarians. It looks like Green Lanterns. It yeah. looks like you have these like um, other ships rolling around in there. Like yeah, um, um, and Rogal Zars there. That's the big thing. Rogal Zars. Yeah, uh, so Rogal Zars the reason why he ends up back at home. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Jor-El zaps John. Rogal Zars like coming yep. through the ship, and he zaps John to send them back home with this. You know. We'll just call it the magic wand for now until we have any more explanations. Yeah, it, it seemed to me like a new god thing. It looks like yeah. um, kind of like the thing Highfather has his staff. But it reminded me a lot of that. The idea of so, Rogazar coming after John and like just with the intent of just murdering him there and then is actually quite scary and just adds well, to and, it. And, yeah, and so you have that you have that 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 half page or that full page, the double page spread of him coming with the two Kryptonians mm-hmm. there. It looks like Jack Sir um, coming at Jorel, and then when John lands in Wisconsin, and then uh, goes to find his parents, it flashes back to Rogel's art, almost like he's a horror movie villain. Yeah. Right. Where it's the same image, and it's just haunting John. Yeah. Um, and then upon hearing this, Clark's like, "Like, I know you've been through a lot, but if you're ready to suit up, and he's like, yeah, I'm ready to suit up. He's like, we need to go and get your grandfather. Because he's out there on his own, fighting yeah. all these things. So Superman and John are flying off together uh, yeah. to, to help. So there's a big final page, is this two-page spread of like, just all the armies uh, fighting around the Joel ship. So it's just chaos. And, um, yeah. Well, and, and given we'll get to what we got to in um, Supergirl, this page makes much more sense after yeah. you read Supergirl. It does, yeah. Which I like. Because you have, like, it looks like crystal ships and Thanagarian ships and a space whale-looking thing that look, almost looks like Ion, you know? Star Trek like, 4, the quest for peace. Feeling this impact right. even in Superman. Um, uh, no, I like this issue a lot. Joe, jo- jo- the fact is, is I remember, like, I, I'm still kind of apprehensive about John being aged up. Like, why have we done that? But we've went through the whole arc, though, the entire story of what's happened to him. And nothing has upset me. Nothing has pissed me off and said, nope. this This feels like a cheap thing to do or this feels like that. I, like The the horror of his parents missing all these years of his life, the, the horror of what he actually went through and the, the fear yep. of Rogozar coming for him, all of this has played very well. If anything, the, yep. the only disappointing element is that I could have done with a few more years of young John. That is the only yeah. problem here with, with this. Yeah. Well, and I also love how it facilitates the Bendis talking about why space travel sucks. <laughs> right because of all the different variables you have to take into account and you know and it doesn't make quite much sense but you have to use this complex math so i felt like as a writer he was putting that out there uh which i like and i also love john talking about how when ultraman threw him in the volcano prison it didn't hurt him as much as his mom trying to kill him yeah you know as superwoman and like that that hit real hard yeah, so, he didn't want to fight back. He's like, I'm not going to fight my mom. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. not doing this. No, no matter how drunk and rageful she was, you know, so... And he's like, because it looked like you, but I knew... I had to keep telling myself it wasn't you. And it's, it's, it's instant. Like, it's not even like she wanted to like, capture him like Ultraman did. She no. was just instantly going for the kill. She, that's all she wanted yeah. to do is kill him. Yep. And so... And I love that it's John dealing with these bad versions of his parents, you know? And, and what does that mean for him? You know, it kind of gives him perspective on on his own mom and dad so but yeah i'm, I'm curious what bendis is planning because you know he has he has connor over there in young justice and now you have roughly the same age john uh, he did confirm or someone confirmed at wondercon that mm-hmm. connor and john will meet and yeah that, and that the Superboy mantle will be sorted out like maybe one of them's going to end up with a new name you know a new yeah hero name. and that's fine i just 
you know, if the Bat Family can have all these other ones, it's, it's, I'll say the Superman family can't. Yeah. But I, I want to know how their roles are different because we all know how the Bat Family roles are different and how, you know, how Dick is different than Tim, who's different than Jason, who's different from Damien. I feel like, you know? um, if I was to make a guess, I'd say Connor takes a new mantle of some sort because yeah. he doesn't need the well, Superboy name. He kind of is the, the, the Tim Drake, right? Where Bendis also kind of confirmed that in Young Justice, I think it was in the solicits, Tim Drake's going to get a new moniker, finally. Yeah, you know, because it's not going to be Red Robin. So it almost makes you wonder if these lost heroes outside of, um, I mean, Wonder Girl, he can keep hers. But, you know, Bart's impulse. So it almost makes me wonder what what these guys are going to do. Um, but and, and I like that kind of intrigue. Like, even whoever ends up with a Superboy name, I'm not going to be upset. Because both oh, of yeah. them, I feel, John's, John's earned it now, almost as much as Connor has. It's the sort of thing where, like, Garth, like, gave up Aqualad, and, but he's, yeah. he's just Garth now. So Connor could just be Connor. Like, there may not be, like, a, yeah, a human that's, name for him. That's true. Essentially. That's true. So, but yeah, no, I like this issue a lot. I like, especially with the with the time-traveling Jor-El and just looking. When he shows up, and he's older, and he just looks tired. Like, the art conveyed that so well he's kind of frantic as well he's like you know where have you been Mm -hmm. i've been looking for you and he's he's, you know he's he's very on edge uh which is different to what he was before uh so and i like that uh what are you giving the book matt oh this is an 8.5 really really enjoyed yeah i think i'll uh i'll go with a straight eight i'll give it a straight out of ten uh, but that's Superman, which will take us on to Wonder Woman issue 68 by G. Willow Wilson on, on the writing, uh, with Carrie Nord in the first half of the book on the heart, and then the second half of the book is Woman with the Cat. So, uh, this we, is... we all know How I've been very. dare you, Matt? Stop. <laughs> I've been critical of Carrie Nord. That said, I'd rather have an entire issue of Carrie Nord that's consistent <laughs> than just half an issue. Because Carrie Nord has a style that's only Carrie Nord, and it doesn't mesh, I feel, with anybody else. Mm-hmm. so when you got to that page you can tell the exact it, page it is immediately yeah it's like page 12 right like 12 13 page, page 11 because it yeah, the, okay. the credits literally say 1 to 10 is nord and then okay. 11 to yeah, 20 there you go. thingy i so. as i was flipping through i just realized it was about halfway yeah so um and that's it i've been but i'd rather have it consistently i think i'm warming up a little more to nord's art this issue didn't have a lot of the stuff that annoyed mm-hmm. me and others coming around that's it yeah, that, that said, I can't wait for uh, Zermanico to get back. Oh, Zermanico was fantastic, yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe yes. what's funny about this is that there's, there's good art in both halves of this book. If, if anything, yeah. um, like, I, I almost think the art in the second half might have stronger moments, not because the art itself is better, just because the moments no, in the story lend themselves to, yeah. you know, just better images. Yeah. I might so have I was... agreed if we didn't have that double page from nord the whole page is good but my favorite page of the book is probably wonder woman flying through the the giant like the and she's going right all through the middle of it i love that, that pretty, page. Cool. It's pretty good i love that page because basically the the, the, the issue here is that uh, gigant is like you know wonder woman why don't you you could be a god why do you hold back so much why do you you know spend so much yeah. time holding back with these mortals and it and she's kind of laughing at it like you could rule this place like if i were you that that would be it. I'd be unstoppable. Yeah, and you know? she's like, no, you, you don't understand me. If that's what you think, the way if you think I think that way, that you know, um, but she, yeah. but because we realize these aren't actually like, you know, they're not real giants. They're they're just material. They're they're just yeah, they're, they're rocks brought to life. So they're like they're, they're elemental beings. Yeah, but they're not and, actually and Diana sentient yeah. life. So, 
No, so, and once Diana figures that out, she's like, oh, gloves off. We're going to rock and roll. Out, out comes the god power. Yeah, and she yeah. just flies through it. She goes supernova and just, you know, starts yeah. wrecking them. And Gigant is like, you didn't need me. Why I, Why am I here? And she's like, well, yeah. no, when I thought I didn't want to kill them because they were, they were going to be beings, then yeah. I didn't need you here. But now... Guess not anymore. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Did, did anyone else think it was weird that she didn't mention that she used to be a god? <laughs> <laughs> You know, the whole bit is like, you could be a god, and she's like, eh. It's yeah, like... but I, see, I feel like they're getting away from the Azarello run, as great as it was. Yeah, that's basically so not standalone. going to do at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't even yeah. think about that. Because the gods as they were, because, you know, she had this... That entire this... Azarello one did feel weird just to exist, though, when it was on. Yeah, just very... I love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's modern day mythology. It's, it's like, not I a critique it. about the quality. It's just, yeah. just like, even when it started, it was like this is like almost ignoring just Wonder Woman history. Yeah. And I guess that was fine at the time because it was New Fifty Two. Yeah. Everything was different. Doing but, its own like, thing. But yeah, it's hard to reconcile that. Like if we're gonna keep that, but her relationship with Ares as a mentor, right? And then he passes on the God of War mantle to her versus Ares here, who's very much an, an enemy of hers. You know. Yeah, and like, it's hard to make those connect. Do you know what? Like, I've loved this arc. I think like between this issue and the last, because last issue had Gigante like like actually tackling the giants, and it was like just yep. gorgeous pages. Then this yeah. issue has one woman flying through them. There's that full page spread of like, the, the the biggest giant like slamming his foot next to them. It's just gorgeous stuff. Like, it's this just big larger than life moments. Um, and I think it's been a really solid story. And of course, Maggie found the sword, and she comes out at the end and basically gets the giants to step down because whoever holds the sword. Right, you know. Well, and we find out that that's a Themyscirian sword. Yeah, um, and, and Diana's it, it like belonged that. Belonged to. On you yeah. go. Oh yeah, I'm looking for who it belonged to. Uh, Antiope. He... There you go. Yeah, um, Antiope. But basically, this is Diana's first shred of proof that oh maybe my civilization aren't dead, <laughs> but maybe they right. are yeah. okay somewhere. I think uh, Antiope's the the one who uh, taught her how to fight, if I recall. I think I think so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so quite an important person for, for Diana. Yeah. So, you know what this is starting to remind me of? I don't know if you ever read it, Connor. Um, but the, the uh, JMS Thor run, right? It was post-Ragnarok. I I literally started reading it last night. Okay. So, I'm like four issues in. So as it as it goes, Thor has, has come back. Ragnarok's happened. Everything is reset. And now he has to go and find the other Guardians. Yeah. And I almost feel like that's what's going on here is that she's going through and finding the aspects of Themyscira or the Greek mythos that have relocated. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, we, I'm always we know that type of story. Themyscira still exists in some way. Cause uh, in this list, she is going back there in like 75. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, but it's changed. It. Yeah. I, yeah. Wonder, I wonder if uh, what's changed about it though, is, is why she can go back though. Like that's, that's the difference yeah. maker. Cause up until now, she's not been as, able to. Um, yeah. And as a big fan of that Rucker run, I feel like if it's not handled correctly, completely undermine. But if it's done with this, what, what you're uh, saying Gio is, Wilson, if it just lets her go back, you're going to be annoyed. But if it actually yeah. finds a way to get around that, right. you'll be okay because with it. Because G Willow Wilson started this by picking up threads that that Rucka left about you know Ares being uh, in prison there, right? And mm -hmm. then I also took from the Orlando run with um, Darkseid's daughter. I always forget her name. Um, uh, Grail. Grail. Grail was there, and that the whole reason this is all happening is because of those two, you know. Yeah. So I mean, if, 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 if it's reset the the 
mythological world, then maybe it has reset that rule that she can't go back, yeah. and that's maybe just why. So right. Maggie's got the sword. They go on a, basically a sword quest, and they go with Cadmus the Pegasus because uh, he can fly them. Or he can fly Harley. Obviously, one of them can fly on her own. Um, but they all they all two uh, stay behind. So yeah. uh, Aphrodite's going as well. Aphrodite's going as well. So yeah, uh, that, that yeah. sets them off on the next arc. Uh, so. No, and given that we got we got a confirmation from the solicits that you know Wilson's still on the book after you know seventy three mm-hmm. or whatever it is the one that she's missing. Yeah, we're good. I'm excited because I'm enjoying this yeah. one. It's probably I'm, I'm hoping for a good long meaty run here. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, this is starting to feel kind of like uh, Williamson's Flash, not in quality or anything, but just in the sense where it's starting to feel like no, this is like a long game. There's there's, there's a lot going yeah. on here. Yeah, I um, uh, and it's made me like Giganta each like. Wonder Woman's rogues have always been a like a, a blind spot to me because mm-hmm. I never really read Wonder Woman, but like over the course of Rebirth, like I love Veronica Kale, I love Cheetah, right? And now Gigantus yes, is there, yeah. so I'd throw in Doctor you know. Psycho as well as a fun one. Yeah, he creeps me out though. So like Silver Swan can be cool, so you know, just, yeah, Silver Swan, yeah, yeah. so like handful of villains now, yeah, yeah. Well, and I also like that that most of her villains are like highly educated women and stuff too like kale mm. baran giganta now because they even talk about that here like you know she used to do great things but now she's a villain so you know it, yeah gigant is not just you know giganta smash he's not just like some sort of Hulk right. character yeah. yeah yeah right so i look forward to seeing more giganta like if they did like a like a secret six and giganta was there that'd be super cool yeah mm. um Oh, that was a lot. Uh, I guess the only real complaint is yeah, the 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 art changing halfway through is a bit yeah. annoying. It's, but... it's frustrating because obviously neither of them are bad. No, um, but it is together. a jarring shift. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, really like the book. Really like this arc. Um, I, I probably like this more than the the first arc, and I like that first arc a lot. So yeah, uh, yeah, me too. So good, good, good things happening. Uh, Matt, what are you giving uh, Wonder Woman? Um, be- because of the art, it, it would have been uh, half point higher, but I got to give it an eight. Because of that art break, kind of, you know, th- throws a wrench into it. Connor? Uh, same logic, but I'm going with an 8.5. Would have been a 9 if, if it had been wow. probably gnawed the whole time. Yeah, same logic for me, uh, but I'm coming on Connor's side here. I'm going with 8.5. There you go. So, no. Wonder Woman's been great. Like, it's, it's becoming yeah. one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most on its on its week. Me too. Yeah. The covers are great. They're getting the Dotsons to do them. And, like, this one in particular... Uh, it was like one of those old style ones where there's text on the cover. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. They're talking. You yeah, know. would have been nicer if they'd given us the variant covers on the inside as well, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm still there. I know it sucks. Well, that'll take us on then to the Flash issue 68. This is uh, Joshua Williamson writing, of course, with Scott Collins on the art. This is the next part of this greatest trick ever arc, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It's greatest trickable. There you go. <laughs> something like that. I ballparked it. It was fine. Uh, so, yeah, Barry gets taken to Iron Heights where James Jesse has... It's basically his base of operations. He's, he's got his, like, happy machine that he's put, make, making people walk through. Um, yeah. It's not the only way he's doing he, it, but it's, it's the way he's, like, targeting specific people. And then Barry does remember him now. Mm-hmm. He does, yes. So it just felt weird, given, given where we left off last issue. He's like, oh, yeah, this guy, I remember him now. Yeah. Well, and I like that. I like that it's taken the... James Jesse's taking the care. Here's my issue. I love Josh Williamson. He's one of my favorite writers. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know. Right. Um, Trickster's coming off as Joker Jr. here. And, and it 
kind of irritated me a little bit. Like, yeah, that's to be get, said. get your own aesthetic, bro. Do you know, like, you know what's the funny? Funhouse carnival thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's got the carnival thing. I like that Barry's just faking that he's happy. He's just pretending to yeah. be all smiley and happy. That's that's cool. And he speeds around. He tries to get Commander Cold, but the big twist of the issue is that Commander Cold's already been like taken over with the happiness. So Commander right. Cold uh, betrays him. Uh, yeah. And we end the issue with, you know, he's tied up. And I immediately thought, well, Barry can phase through things, so this isn't going to be a problem. And he immediately goes, hey, this isn't, this isn't going to hold me. And he phases through it. And then the, the final page, the reveal is, is that Trickster, t- to neutralize him, has cut off his legs. Is it bad that I laughed when I got to this page? Oh, I laughed. I thought this was hilarious. Yeah. and I did so, too, and I don't know if it's supposed to be funny in the way I found it. I, but I think it is, because it's the trickster. Yeah, I, I, I think it's intentionally meant to be kind of darkly funny, right? Here's the thing. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to get his legs back, because they're not going to have legless flash. Well, they were never... Forever. Yeah. It, Speed force, bro. Yeah. No, no, no. They're never gone. He's using the sage force. This is all oh, Barry's mind. Sure, sure. I can see that. He's tricked Barry into thinking he has no legs. But here's the, here's the thing, I love this cliffhanger because it's so like out of nowhere. I never saw this coming. Because yeah. because no. the, the page before, I was literally going. He can just phase out, and then you see that final panel of him like he's he's as if he's fallen over. Yeah. And like what's wrong? What's what? happened? And you turn the page, and Trix was just laughing with a chainsaw, and Barry's <laughs> got stumps where his legs are supposed I... to be. <laughs> I want him to try super speed on the stumps. Is that so wrong? <laughs> also, Trickster, he can make whirlwinds, all right, with his hands. That's true. He ain't going to stop my boy the Flash. That's true. He's just yeah. in shock. Barry's in shock. Once he gets over the yeah. shock, he'll start doing little floating things with his whirlwinds yeah. and all yeah. sorts. Um, um, yeah. Bold, bold choice on, on Williamson's part to make this the cliffhanger. Like, I, I appreciate it. I love how insane this ending is. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I laughed. I got there, and I wasn't just reading the ha-ha-has. I was actually, I'm sitting there at work, chuckling to myself. That, going, do you know what well, this was? That, this, to me, this was Evil Dead 2. That's what this moment felt like. It felt yeah. like an Evil Dead joke. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. That's what I was getting from it. I don't know. Uh, the issue, I, don't, I didn't like the issue as a whole as much as last issue, I don't think, but it was still a solid segment was, of the, the story it was fine i i kind of wish it wasn't playing into the the forces as much i thought we mm. were gonna i thought this was supposed to be a bit of a distraction a break from that yeah but see i like that that james has figured out how to weaponize them well see i don't want i don't need everything to be oh we've got the forces i it was okay for the tricks to, to just do a thing oh sure me. but it, I, I don't mind that he's just using it yeah. as a tool because it still feels different no. from the first plots it's, it's just yeah that's what he's using to do his trick I get that. I'm just a bit burnt out on them, I think. Uh, so when it started talking about the forces again, I went, oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, but, so uh, where's Detective Burns? Because the last question. time we saw her, she was with Captain Cold, or uh, Commander Cold. That's a good question. Right? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and Kristen's uh, shacking up with James Jesse. Obviously, she she didn't seem, I don't think she knew who he was <laughs> before no. this. Which, which yeah. I kind of like, too, because he, he got in there, and that's the greatest trick. And then there's the old saying that the, the greatest trick the devil made, or the greatest trick the devil of old was convincing people he didn't exist. Like, despite how you feel about religion and whatnot, that's a great quote because it fits like here. Right? Like, <laughs> it's no a one's great assuming quote trickster. It's a great quote because it's applicable to this comic book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that fantasy stuff, right? Like, as we learned in Interstellar. Um, yes, as we learned as the movie Interstellar taught us. Uh, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, 
I've gotten way more mileage out of that this week because of the black hole picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like I was waiting. I get that. And by the way, we're getting a new Nolan movie in 2020 summer. Uh, the same year as the new Dune movie. We're going to get some pretty smart blockbusters in 2020. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to see Dune, and then they cast Batista. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. Uh, villain who have really must like him, because he was also in Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, we like so. one of them, apparently. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down, I'm down. And they said that Nolan's new movie is going to be a sh- you know hints of inception but working with like the time stream and i'm like okay <laughs> Def- definitely things we learned in interstellar coming into play <laughs> hopefully it's better than dunkirk hopefully there's some you know i have faith. Emotion- pretty low bar i have yeah. faith hey every director's got one thing you just don't like from i mean dunkirk's that for me so. that's true that's right but anyways with the flash yeah it was as i was reading it they go through the machine i was like there's no way it got barry he can phase and then you see him just he phased through it, and then he, you know, puts his acting chops. Um, I like the fact though that if you have a super strong emotion like the warden, it still pops through occasionally. Yeah, he kind of breaks you know? out of it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because he is the angriest man alive. Yeah. Well. Um. But yeah. Yeah. He'd make a great Red Lantern. He would. He would. Uh, I feel like him and the Wall should get married. I feel like they're a couple made in heaven. <laughs> Well, hell. <laughs> yeah. They're both so angry and deceitful. Uh, so, are we giving the Flash, Connor? Six. Matt? 7.5. I'll give it a seven. Straight seven. Uh, so, there you go. That'll take us on to Supergirl, issue 29. Mark and Draco writing with Eduardo Pansica on the art. So this issue starts with Supergirl and uh, what was Zinder? Is that his name? Zinder. Yeah, I yeah. remembered it. I actually finally remembered it between issues. I always forget until I read it again. Yeah. Um. So they're they're kind of like having some downtime. Uh, Crypto's enjoying the uh, the lake. Yep. Yes, he is. I'm kind of liking how Supergirl's got like a hoodie version of her of her top <laughs> that's kind of casual. Yeah. And so I I kind of forgot that her that's new like Kryptonian tech mm. of hers like she got from Superman for her space trip. So I was like. Wait, because later on when she goes full Supergirl, her suit comes back. The Supergirl one. I was like, oh, and then I remembered. There's a transition. But yeah, though, I like that it could the, change. Yeah, there is like a transition like panel where, yeah. where it's, it's changing. Yeah. Well, no, because up up to that point, I was like, where did she get this black shirt? Like, this looks like one of Connor's shirts. <laughs> like, you know. And then Connor I can, after not, it not changed. Him. No. <laughs> well, I mean, Connor could wear a black Superboy shirt. Like, in fact, if you don't have one, Connor, I'm gonna be disappointed. I don't, but only because I've never come across one that has the okay. red in a shade that I like. It's always some shitty sh- shade or like a really shitty printing of it, and, and I've always gone, eh, I'll leave it. But, okay, but yeah. So Zender, so this, this, this issue taught me that that Candelo, the mm-hmm. Zender's adopted mom, evil mother, might be one of the most evil people in the galaxy. Well, yeah. So we get like some of his backstory where he says that how he, how he became adopted because his parents were killed mm-hmm. when their, his ship was being attacked. And yeah. he wants refugees. To, I knew. Yeah, and he wants to tell Supergirl about who he is and about who his mother is. We find out that he's only nineteen, <laughs> and she's like, "You're nineteen." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, the beard age." Which <laughs> I'm so glad Kara said that because I did the same thing. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then yeah, she she addressed it, which I liked. Yeah, and they've got these crystals. They've got the circle, you know, the symbol of the the secret society on them. Um, the circle. 
uh, from the dead guardian, and then you know they, they activate, and he's like, "Oh, congratulations, Kryptonian! You found the you know the the mission I sent you on." So here's here's me explaining what the circle is and uh, explains who the members are. Meanwhile, um, Gandello's getting some like uh, some like Rogozar followers. Uh, yep. After uh, big, I'd say the bottom half was kind of like swamp thingy Cthulhu esque, but at the top he's like a just big Hulk looking dude with a metal hand. Yeah. It's an interesting design. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of these aliens are interesting looking. Like they're yeah. they're definitely monsters. But yeah, so we find out about this, this circle, and you've got a guardian, you've got a Thanagari, you've got someone from Ran, you've got someone from Tamaran. Mm. Um, you have Adam Strange's father-in-law, Sardaf. Yeah. From from Ran, you have the Thanagarian uh, defense like leader. You got Appa Aliopsa. You got Empress Gandello, and then I'm missing one. Who am I missing? Uh, then I go Iran. Have to look it up. Cause there's five. But you have a uh, Rogelzar who wanted to be in, wanted to be in the team, and he wanted revenge on Krypton because Krypton apparently killed his his world, uh, yeah. so he claims. And even though the circle was against it, Gandela secretly wanted to destroy worlds and was all for, uh, you know, purging worlds yeah. that she deemed to be using resources that were, you know, right. a waste. Um. So it seems like she was in cahoots with Rogozar, uh, and that's kind of... If he did indeed destroy Krypton, which, you know, I still think they're going to swerve us later and we'll find out that it wasn't really him, but yeah. uh, at least he, he definitely wanted to. So after after yeah. this happens, though, uh, Zinder actually just opens out with it and tells Kara who his mother is. He's like, oh, wait, this is my mother. Because yeah. he didn't know all this. Like, he knew she was no. bad, but he didn't know that she was specifically doing this. So as soon as he learns well, this, he gets that, angry. Yeah, basically, her mission is why he's orphaned. Yeah. And was raised by her. Yeah, he 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 immediately gets angry and just opens. But so I kind of like that they actually they almost like don't have to deal with Supergirl being like, oh, you were lying to me about who your mother was. Like right. she immediately just sympathizes with them, and we just you know we've dealt with it. Yeah. Um, and it's good. But it's right at this moment where they get attacked. Uh, Rogozar's followers show up. Um, Supergirl activates the super suit, and we have a bit of an action mm-hmm. scene. Uh, and the axe. And the axe. The art's glorious. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it really is. Um. But yeah, she's building the axe and, you know, chaos is happening. Eventually, uh, what's-her-face shows up? Gandello. Gandello, thank you. I keep forgetting her name. Yeah. Um, so so the, the fifth person was the, the king of, of uh, Tamarin. There you go. Starfire's father. He, he was the fifth one involved in there. Um, but yeah, so she activates the axe to fight these dudes because, you know, her superpowers aren't going to work by themselves. And they all just stop because they see Rogozar's axe, which... Um, that's I, I feel they, like this is his power. Yeah, they, they, they all they all pledge their allegiance. They all they all start referring to her yeah. as, as the ruler, as, as their ruler, yeah. because she holds the axe, because she can yeah. wield the axe. Uh, so that's it. But then Gandil kills them all. She like uses her ice powers to like yeah. spike them all. Uh, so we end with that, and she's like, oh no, you know, um, you know, she's. I mean, she she kind of impl- implicates her son again, but you know. It doesn't really feel like we're going to be doing that plot so much as you know she's just like no, no. now you're going to die, Supergirl. Um, yep. So yeah, it kind of yeah it, it does enhance uh, Superman because the idea of all those different races and and that space battle war it's like okay we see yep. how they're all involved now in some capacity and I have to wonder that the axe being act because it was almost like as soon as the axe was activated like so many people uh-huh. seemed to know that it was being used it was like okay the axe has yep. been triggered we have you know, well and, and we also saw what was our watching from the Phantom Zone somehow yeah you know. So I'm wondering if something happens here. That's what causes him to get out. Because now you have to think about time in the Bendis story mm-hmm. and how he attacked John. When does it happen? 
it's got to happen in the future, you would think, unless it happened in the past and timey-wimey. You know what I mean? Unless, you know, like, Jor-El's gotten, you know, close enough to Earth when he gets attacked by Rogozar that it is just Mm -hmm. kind of in real time, essentially, with with Earth by that point. Right. Um, But it's hard to say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know... So they're, they're seeding it throughout. So it's it's weaving a tapestry here with Rogelzar, and and I agree with you. I don't think he is single-handedly responsible for Krypton's destruction. Although I think the way it's going to play out is he sped it up, you know, oh, maybe. through help of, of Zorel, because it was Zorel's machine that was meant to terraform. So yeah, which was meant to be uh, used for good things, obviously, but right. um, has been corrupted and manipulated into mm-hmm. into destruction. <laughs> Um, no, Supergirl's been great. Um, this was another great issue. I thought it, it enhances what's going on in Superman. The uh, the characterization of her, her doubts about herself, all that stuff, still playing very well. I like the art a lot in this issue again. I think Panseca's done a great yeah. job, uh, coloring especially. I think one of the, the greatest assets to this book since it, since it came back has been the strong coloring. It's been very nice, bold, and the, the blues and the reds yeah. all pop, uh, and that's yeah. been really good. So. No, um, Supergirl was great again. Mm-hmm. Will you give it a... <laughs> I'm going to give it a nine. That once once we got the connections to Superman, mm-hmm. it just it kicked it into overdrive. Yeah, I'm going to go with a straight eight on this one. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Like, it was great. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think the only downside I have for it is that it does, from a structural point of view, suffer a little bit from getting to the middle and then it being like a lot of exposition because they, you know, they get the the dead guardians yeah. like you know recording, and it's like yeah. okay. So from a, from a pacing point of view, it feels a bit weirder than some of the other issues, but which I think have been better. But that's why it's only getting eight as opposed to eight point five or nine. So uh, that's Supergirl, uh, which will take us on to the Batman Who Laughs issue four. Scott Snyder writing with Jock on the art. You two are reading this, so by all means, take it away. Mm-hmm. Well, if I wasn't already halfway through this, this issue would have made me rage quit. <laughs> it's so, um. Let's just it's say got, it's got some art, things in it I really like. Yeah, Jock's art, fantastic. Like, always looks great, right? That goes without saying. The story, though, I'm not down with this at all. Yeah, there's some stuff I really like, like the first page. Yeah, it, it talks about how. Yeah, Bruce. Whenever he's not sure about something, you know, he he, he looks at things how his his kids would look at it, right? It's like, yeah. right? How would Dick see this? How would Tim see this? And and try. Does he and... care about Jason though? Yeah, he doesn't. He just goes straight to just go straight to Damien, who he also doesn't take very seriously. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, right? How would they take in this situation? And, and tries to use that to find a a happier angle usually, which is why he uses Dick and a uh, Dick and Tim right. because those are the optimists <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. i really like that idea uh, and and that yeah. theme throughout this of trying to be happy even though he's not yeah what interests me here is that connor also sounds like he doesn't love all the plot developments in this issue no because then you get to the next thing where jokerified bruce is creating that stupid visor and you find out that that visor it can see aspects of the dark multiverse or as Joker eyes Batman, he can see aspects of the multiverse. And this is how uh, Batman who laughs has been able to plot all the things because he can see all the horrible intentions 
that people can make at the same time. Yeah, and, and that visor and basically just, it, coax them out. It, it them. filters so that he sees yeah. a specific thing. Um, right. So you know what, whatever he's looking for can be seen. Right. Because obviously there's and, you know a lot of a lot of dark multiverses out there stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so Bruce and, and uh, Alfred get into it, and sassy Alfred makes. Yeah, appearance. Al- Alfred's having none of it. He's like, "You're not wearing this. You're doing it as Bruce. Nope. Come on, don't be a little bitch." Yep. And he smacks him with it, which is yep. pretty satisfying. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they fight, like, and and Alfred sticks up for himself. Like, I didn't realize that Alfred was like a flipping martial arts expert. Like, yeah, yeah. And then it helps that um, Bruce is definitely not at his best right now. No, and but still, he's an older dude. Yeah, he's he's he holding his own until until Bruce is choking him, and right. then right, it's got him good. And, Right, and then that snaps him out of it. But yeah, there's, man, a, there's a really interesting lettering effect going on here that I should mention. Mm-hmm. Is that obviously uh, the normal text is when he's as you know Bruce, so when he's in his right mind coming through. Every so often, some of the Jokerized version of him slips out, and it, it goes into this red text. So you'll get the odd word here or there, and then as he's choking Alfred, it's all red until right at the end where he catches himself and he finally, you know, forces himself back through and again it reverts to normal. It's a really good effect. Yeah. But so what else what else happens in this? We have, uh, a, we we some... have an interlude you... where we yeah. have um you know the, the actual Batman who laughs is still got Gordon. And he is having his fun with him and he's talking about how on his earth, Gordon was his biggest villain. Essentially, uh, once he, once all the, once all the villains were killed, he snapped. You know, uh, he became you know, this, this version. But Gordon never broke, and and he became the biggest obstacle that uh, that was left for him on that earth. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of why he's he's got him down here. Is like, you know, I'm not. He's not willing to take that risk again. Essentially. Right, but we all know that Batman Who Laughs is just using that as the carrot, right, to keep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Grip Knight's just standing there waiting for an excuse to do something. Yeah. 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 And then and then we get Joker showing up. And it looks like yeah. he wants to help Batman because he hates the idea of the Batman Who Laughs. Yeah, this is basically coming down to... yeah. Obviously, we've seen it before with Snyder's stuff, the concept of Joker kind of being in love with Batman in some right. weird way. And, and you know, Batman's like, oh, you want to win yourself. Do you want to beat me yourself? And, and Joker's like, no, I don't, I don't even want that. I just don't want, I don't, I don't want this to end. I want this fight to go back and forth between us forever. But if mm-hmm. you succumb to this, we can't have that. But if you do, I'll blow your effing head off. Yeah. Uh, and he says, cross his heart. So he uh, does... Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. um, I think it's a great moment. I think it's just weirdly paced in the book uh, as to where it kind of just slots yeah. in. Yeah, I still have the idea that he's wearing that stupid visor. Like, yeah, I know, I know. And he just it makes it hard for me to take it serious. But then they go to Blackgate, and because this is where they have Gordon and Bruce is trying to get Gordon, um, and then it turns out that it, it shifts, so they shift into a different. It looks uh, like a different books. multiverse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's Bruce Wayne who runs Blackgate. Um, and it's all been and he's older. It's like four or six times as big, whatever it was. Yeah. 
six twice the size actually and then he saves gordon but then you come to find out that no this whole thing was a trap set by the batman who laughs who was posing as a like a security officer at blackgate who then murders the blackgate bruce wayne in front of our bruce and um, sets the little the little uh, robins Robins on on gordon Mm -hmm. and they're um biting away the art is appropriately horrific yeah and then it it looks like james gordon jr is needing to be the hero Um, it is yeah although it it seems like this is another part of the batman who last plan you know what i mean by by forcing gordon to do it Uh, and then he opens fire he has the police open fire on batman um, yeah. yeah, I think for me it's a frustrating issue in that I think I like everything in it. I just don't think it's paced very well. Um, so I, think I like I like um, more than that for sure. Yeah, it's just it's very. I have two issues left. I'm gonna finish it. Just you know, might as well at this point. Yeah, I just I it's very because Batman and I hated when any time Snyder would slip into that. Yeah, and it and it drives me nuts. And Batman who laughs is I get it. That's the darkest personification of Batman is the because Batman idea, the whole Bat God. Yeah, and that that's why I enjoy Morrison's run more than anyone else's because he's not the Bat God. You know, like he goes out of his way not to do that stuff. Yeah. No, I'm with um, And so here, it just it seems like this is all futile because Batman who laughs it's, it's all part of his plan, and Batman can't seem to overcome it. Yeah, because of this, and it's just—I feel like it's going to be a very Deus Ex Machina that, that comes out and saves the day. And that, again, that was the whole—that's what killed Snyder's run to me was the 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 trauma machine. That's fair, you know. Yeah. Right. It's just—it's just, it's just frustrating. Along the same lines, it's happening here. Like all, all the stuff at the start, you know, with it, with the way he sees the Robins, the yeah. the stuff with Alfred, I really like. Um, I really like the scene with, with Joker. I, li- I like uh, Snyder's take on their relationship. Uh, I think that's been consistently yeah. strong for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's the actual Batman who laughs side of it that's the weakest side, stuff in this issue yeah. for sure. Like I almost just wish it was our Batman as the Batman who laughs and his struggle there. And I'd rather have some inner monologue going on with him fighting it. Instead of getting this whole plan where he's always four steps ahead, and yeah, yeah. but yeah, oh, so great. Pete, you're it, it's a good thing that you dropped it. Oh, good, yeah, Pete be angry, Pete be real angry. <laughs> good, good, because it's everything you don't like about Snyder in one place, making but with smart the, life choices recently. I don't know, yeah, yeah, with but with the awesome jock art because the art is still fine, like, there's a super chilling page at the end where. Batman, who last takes off the, the helmet of the copy he was posing as, and you get to see his red eyes and his Jokerized face, and it, it's, it's creepy. It's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Are you written that yet? Have you done that? Uh, no, we should. I'll, I'll give it a six. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh. And that's mostly because of Jock. Oh, baby. Yeah. I made the right choice. Uh, that'll take us on, though, to the final issue of Titans. This is Titans 36. Now I'm writing with Bruno Redondo on the art. Uh, so this wraps up the whole thing in the the, the made-up world and Mother Blood. and mm-hmm. 
the most notable thing here really is that there's flashbacks throughout the issue to when Raven was re- recruited by Dick. So there's a lot of Nightwing in this issue. <laughs> so and it felt so good because he was written like Nightwing. Uh, yes. And then he has this whole thing with Raven that they're both titans and that they came up together and he kind of puts it on her like she's the soul of the titans and that even though she feels broken, they need her. You know, she's a very important asset to the team. Uh, and especially now with the Justice League, like them finally getting a vote of confidence from the Justice League, like this is their time to shine. And it was a super nice moment uh between the two of them that you don't really get to see these two interact that much it's like yeah like she came around back when you know he was first nightwing during the the marv wolfman stuff but since then it's you know they're real hit and miss so but yeah i really enjoyed those scenes hmm. um yeah no it was a fine issue it was kind of on par with what this arc's been like it wasn't didn't blow me away yeah. it was yeah you know, it wrapped things up well enough um, they they did trap Mother Blood in the bleed. They did. Which it took me this many issues to also realize that's why she was able to access it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the bleed inside the blood. Yes. Um, uh, and then because they, they did that, um, and that the bleed is shielded from source energy, Beast Boy runs in after because Raven goes in and basically knocks Mother Blood into the bleed. And she was basically going to sacrifice herself and be trapped in there with her. But Beast Boy goes running after her in his full brute form. And because the bleed shielded, he ends up being, you know, cured of that source energy. I think, so now he's back to normal. I think you flipped it around, though. Is, uh, she goes in to save him. Because he's, he's. Oh, that's right. He's fallen in the bleed. And she, he's going to trap himself. Yeah, and she, she, right. she dives in at the last second and says, you know, I'll, I'll try and get him out. Not on my watch. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then he's, he's cured. He's back to be normal Beast Boy, right. which, is, which is fine. Um, yep. it's a shame that this last arc's had some fun moments but it's mostly been kind of just mm-hmm. throwaway for the most part yeah, well yeah you could tell that, that Abnett knew it was ending so he's gonna you know write it to its place yeah. um, I wonder if he knew it was ending when he started writing this arc though yeah I don't know because it seemed like there was more going on yeah. in, in the fantasy world you know um, but it, it ends before we even see them come back because they get activated uh, by Ben and then it cuts back to to Dick and Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it ends with a flashback scene again. Um, yeah. So. So, I mean, which bit, was fine. Bit wistful. Yeah, because I really like this version of the team. Like, uh, the rebirth, it was real up and down, but this once they had kind of a point uh, to exist, and they were going to go after the source energy inconsistencies happening on Earth. Because um, this even ties back to the the one that Dick lost from the annual. The one girl. Yeah. Uh, that was their first mission. Uh, the special, I think it was. So, yeah. The special. That's right. Um, so. But yeah. That was fine. It was fine. Uh, you know, six mm-hmm. out of ten. That's <laughs> nothing great, but nothing yeah. bad. I think it was seven. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> so uh, that was quick and, quick and sweet. Uh, it's a shame to see it go, but mm-hmm. uh, arguably it maybe had been losing some direction with the last arc, so uh, maybe it was time to go. Although it is a shame now that there's no Donna or Kyle or some of these characters, you know, they're just kind of no. missing now. I'm not going to miss Kyle. You shut your filthy goddamn mouth. Um, but yeah. I'm not getting involved in this. No, you better not. Uh, so that was Titus 36, which will take you two on to Hawkman number 11. Uh, Robert yeah. Vendetti writing with Brian Hitch Ooh. on the art. Boy. Uh, Vendetti's having fun with this one. 
This is so good. Yeah. I, I have one art critique, uh, yeah. and it's on like the second page or third page after after the after the title page, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Kryptonian uh, car looks a bit odd. Is in a bit of an unusual pose, and I'm I'm pretty so sure his page? head uh, after no. the splash page. Okay. I'm pretty sure his head is actually decapitated with the way he's turning yeah, and twisting probably. there. Well, and Xanadu above too. It's not quite. Those are not quite regular proportions of her face. Yeah, that one's not awful though. Um, yeah. But basically, this issue, uh, like ninety percent of it, is just going through the fight and watching a, different Hawkmen fighting. Yeah. Yeah, which, which I love because they're all in one place. Um, I like that, that uh, who is he? Silent Knight of Britain recognizes yeah. uh, Xanadu as uh, Nimue. Uh, and she goes, I don't go by that anymore. You know, um, I'm this now. And that was really cool. And Qatar, all of Krypton, realizing the yellow sun makes him stronger. Yeah. So he just starts whomping on these, these Deathbringers. Um, uh, and Nighthawk from the Old West is taking shots at him from the yeah. rooftop. Fine day for it reminded me of the, the first Avengers film as we get that, that wraparound of the one Earth that follows each of them. Yeah, yeah. Know? Just they're all Hulkman. Yeah, they're all Hulkman. And, then, and even when the dragon shows up, I was like, that he actually brought the dragon. I, I wasn't sure that would count. Because um, yep. obviously you it go does. from the, the Gunslinger Wild West one to the Dragon yep. of Barbados from, from mm-hmm. Metal in the, in the, in the Forge. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool as shit. Then you got one yeah. from New Genesis. You got the mm-hmm, which the that micro- was a new one. Yeah. Um, the one from the the Microverse, uh, Avion. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got you uh, know, Yeah. Guitar Ol. Uh, yeah, his name's Airwing from New Genesis. You have the Gold Hawk of Andrino, which that one's new to me. Yeah, I'm not that one. It's kind of a. His wings are um. More of a semicircle, like it's a, it's almost yeah. a cape-esque thing, but it attaches to his wrists. By like, like a like a wingsuit type deal. Yeah. Yeah, that the people wear. So, but yeah, but the meat of the issue, though, like as as cool as the roll call is, and we get to see them all, is um, Adam and and Qatar facing off, and him basically saying like, "No, you you've brought this upon yourself, Carter," you know, and or Katar as he keeps calling him, yeah. And, he basically has him down for the count before Carter's like, you know, I'm not going to let you do this. And he, and he, so he pulls turns, the spear out of him. Out of him. And then flipping turns it on Adam. And he yells, he's, I am Hawkman, and stabs him right in the chest. And then, like a flipping, like Jason Voorhees, Adam gets right back up and is like, oh yeah, when you made that deal, um, we became immortal. Yeah, so, yeah. Every one of these Deathbringers... He's like, oh shit, that does hurt when you impale someone with one of these things. Yep. And he's like, your suffering's never going to end. And I'm just going to keep adding to your tally of being... Yeah, it's like, yeah, you you may have had a a thousand lives, but we're immortal, so you're just going to die. Yeah. Well, I also like how it plays with the... He's been reborn over and over, but they've never died. Yeah. Right? And so it plays with the offset ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. You know? It's a, it's and I'm wondering great... how, because we have that origin issue of, of why he is like this, and we have the mysterious redhead that looks like Kendra. So I'm wondering how Kendra's going to play in mm. to this, you know, eventually. 
Because I feel like I, she has to, because the fact that that character was in that, you know? I'm, I'm wondering if to get rid of their immortality, he has to give up his resurrection. Yeah. And so that's the last time, right? Like, yeah. You, you have to make it count. That could be a really interesting angle to play with. Yeah. Uh, be unusual for a Hawkman story, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the 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 ending of the issue is Adam's like, right, everyone, return to the ships. Let's destroy this city and then just destroy the world. Yep. And you know they're charging up, and you just go through a, a roll call of all of them. Yeah. You know, like you know, like row above, God's help us, seven hells. Yep. You know, just shit like that. Uh, all of them. Yeah. They're all looking up. Oh, my oh, yeah, they're they're all looking at them and seeing the the, the Deathbringer ships, which still look fantastic. Yeah, uh, just hovering above the city, getting ready to destroy. Hovering in London. Yeah. yeah. So who we we got all of them in one place. Yeah, this was great. Awesome. So next issue is presumably the the uh, the ending of this arc. Right. Uh, I think that's the last hitch issue, right? I think so. Um, which makes sense. So uh, that would be ten. Ten? This. This no, that'd be 12. Yeah, that'd be 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, so 12 years. issues, uh, and that'll be the, the full story, and then I think mm-hmm. the it will be onto something new after. Yeah, and, and it seems like it's going more traditional, Hawkman, because you're having the Shadow Thief show up, you know? All right. So uh, that was in the solicits. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited him for Carter to get back doing some, some archaeological stuff. But, yeah, I'm sure. I know. I know we got the issue from the journal coming up, yeah. which will be a pulpy yeah. adventure, I think. I just, as much as I love Jeff Johns, you know, he's my favorite writer. But this might be the strongest version of Hawkman I've ever read. Is is from Venditti, just because of his point of view on it. You know, this, the whole his take on the resurrections and what that means with the grand scheme of things. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna compare it to a Marvel book that Pete's gonna get this here mm-hmm. is um you know that that current uncanny X-Men and mm-hmm. it was it started with every X-Men story is the same and then went on to just be the same. This is you, you could say oh every Hawkman story is the same, right? It's trying to fix his origin. But this actually kind of broke the mold and did something new. Uh so it's, uh, it's cool. I'm really into it. Uh, that said, uh, other than those like one or two panels at the start is pretty yeah. fantastic. Uh, yep. I was trying to sell this book to Tim and Mario, and they were having none of it. And I was like, fine, whatever. More for me. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been it's been good. I'm giving it a 8.5, I think. Yeah, I'm giving it 8.5 as well. Like when me and Connor line up. Well, that'll take us on then to the final book of the week, which is Wonder Twins issue three. Uh, I feel like these are coming out really quick. I mean, they've been monthly, but it feels like I just yeah. read the last one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so good old Druncula. Yeah, Druncula. Uh, the story of Druncula has come to its end, at least for now. And this is the story of Gleek, the monkey that. Yeah. Well, space monkey. I suppose I should be more yeah. accurate. Sir Lance, a little. Yeah. Uh, we get flashbacks for Gleek, and then ultimately Gleek saves the day at the end because the Legion of Annoyance, or whatever they're called, <laughs> League of Annoyance, I think. League of Annoyance. Um, they get this. You remember, basically, this Nobel Prize winner Lex. You know, he tried to leave Lex Corp, and yeah. you know, Lex like, nah, you can pay off your ten million dollar debt. Go, by go work for the League of Annoyance. Yeah. So he has to go work there, and because of that, these idiots get these bags that all hold. Yeah, it'll, it'll, 
depower them. Yeah. So the the way that I read that was because their powers work after they activate, right? Yeah. So all you have to do is separate the Wonder Twins. Yeah. And there's... then it works. So I feel like they were just plastic bags. Very possible, yeah. I, I can you know, see that. which would would add to uh, the League of Annoyance. No, I, I'll I'll disagree with that because it's um, it, it's when uh, she's turned into the snake, right? And then mm-hmm. they they put the snake in the bag, right? And then back to normal after that, right? Right, but so she turns back, but she can't just turn. Like she's going to return to her original form when the powers, right? Sure, but the way I got it was because it was right after the the, the the snake went into the bag. I thought, okay, that's it. It actually depowered her there and then. Maybe it just like stops the right the uh like like not that there has to be like a radio signal between the two characters, but like maybe it just if it completely seals her, it like shuts off any connection to her brother. Yeah, and that's just that simple. Rather than the bag special or it has anything. I mean, it's it's yeah. a power neutralizing bag, is what they call it, and it's the Nobel Prize winner that's done it. Like, he's I, yeah, done but I also design. feel like, I, but I I, I do like it. Matt's idea here though. I like the idea yeah. that the brain him and he's this this intelligent guy, and his mm-hmm. solution is like just put him in a bag. Yeah. Yes, I designed it. It's special and it's good, you know. Yeah, because he's paying off his debt because uh, Luther told him, like, you know, one to two year tops, right? I see what you're doing, but. So he's just doing the least amount possible to repay <laughs> his debt yeah. to Lex Luthor. Um, Can I just say how much I love this league, though? I, the Malingerer, who's like the hypochondriac, who's constantly like, no, you said there'd be no kicking, and no, don't hit me. I'm, I'm weak. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Amphetamine, which I also think is a fantastic title. Yeah. Also, yeah. the Scrambler as well is is excellent. So, the, this book gets deep on certain points because it opens with uh, Jaina talking to Superman, mm-hmm. and her basically being like, "How do you deal with all of this? Like, there's so much bad stuff in the world." Yeah, it's like we we thought we were bringing Drunkula to justice, but yeah. all we did is. Make him relapse and kill all those hockey team dude or hockey fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's not pulling its punches, but it's also an insanely fun, light-hearted book for a lot of it as well. Yeah. It's, it's and then you have a fantastic well. sequence of the monkey saving the day, pulling out all his circus yeah. tricks. You know, yeah, running around on the bag. And, yeah, he gets you know. the bag. He gets up and he just, you know, just enough to like let them out the bags, and it kind of saves the day. It, it, you know, he yeah. starts riding on his train. He's on the bike. He comes, He goes up the ramp over amphetamine and. And it, it's really simple because it's like the flashbacks, like how awful he was treated at the circus, and yeah. how they kept telling him he's a loser and he better not screw up. And this was him, like, no, no, like these two, or at least you know, uh, one of them does, like cares about him and actually gives a shit yeah. about him. So he's yeah. put in the effort. He cares. He wants to save the yeah, day. Yeah, Zan treats him right, and and that's the whole point is that when Jane is talking to Superman, and he kind of doesn't really have an answer for, her, but uh, Zan's just like. Yeah, kindness is how you change the world. It's like this thing that's just like no shit, Sherlock. And he's figured it out because he just cares about his new pet monkey, you know? Um, And then it's that kindness that he pays to Gleek is what ends up saving them in the end. Yeah, uh, and it's because they defeat them at the end of the book. I'm actually almost disappointed they're all getting arrested. I hope this is not the last yeah. of the, the team. Well, but you see, so, uh, you see, Prey Mantis getting handcuffed and whatnot. Yeah. Not to be confused with the she Prey Mantis from the hit television show Buffer yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Um, I I also love the uh, the Scrambler's idea. He's like, look, they're doing a a fundraiser for the president, and if you just get me in there, right, five thousand dollar ticket. I can switch bodies with the president, 
and we win. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, yeah, that's a bit. We pricey. don't have five thousand dollars, and just the 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 panel of him slamming his head onto the table in frustration. Like you just feel it. You know? like, I quit. I can't take this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's not arrested. The scrambler's still yep. out there. That's that's important. Yep. And then the the overall theme of this issue was how like good and evil really isn't this binary, because what what's good to somebody? So like they use Philo Nath, the the dad of of uh, Jaina's new friend she met at school. The reason he's quote doing evil is because of his daughter, because Lex was going to take the college fund away, you know. Uh. And so just the whole overarching theme of what it means to do good and to do evil. Um, and it's not always what you think it is. But yeah. Oops. Oh, that's spelling things. Um, I I probably liked the last issue a bit more. I think the last issue was like... Mm-hmm. I agree. was fantastic. This this was just really good, though. It was still really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and heartwarming. And you got the Angleeks, that accepting member of the family. You know, so... Yep. The yep. whole thing. Yeah. Uh, that was delightful. What are you, what are you giving it, Connor? 7.5. Real good. It, what are you giving it, Matt? An 8. I'll go with a 7.5 as well, I think. But no, really good. So there you go. That actually was the last book of the week, which brings us to the part of the show where we pick our favourites. We do panel slash moment. We do best cover, best art, and top five books. Last week, we didn't have even close to five books to pick from each. So Yeah. We, we had a top three last week, I think. This is, this and, is a novelty, almost. Yeah. I think I only had two, actually, last week. So, yeah, start off with panel slash moment. Connor, what have you got? Uh, I'm going from Hawkman. Uh, it's when Adam gets stabbed and he's like, ow, it does hurt. And that, that just made me laugh. Mm. Matt, what you got? Mine's from Wonder Woman, and it's it's with Giganta. And she's, uh, like, the birds are circling her because she's so tall. She's just flapping away. Not, not again. Yeah, the, not again. Mm, like, just the, someone that hates birds, like, that would terrify <laughs> me. I don't care how big I am. Like, but yeah, I just, I like it. And it's also, it's a, it's a nice, like, like, the mountains and the coloring, like, it all really comes together. Yeah, I'm also going with Wonder Woman, although I'm going with Wonder Woman going supernova and going through the, the giant... Like actually yeah. going through the middle of them, he just it just completely makes a hole. Like it just splits them yeah. in half. It's beautiful. Um, best uh, cover of the week. I'm going to jump in first, just so I can say it yeah. first. Uh, the Adam Hughes Superman variant is my pick. So, so be... it's pretty good. It's pretty train. good. Um, but it's uh, for me, it's the the Carrie Andrews Wonder Woman. That was my phone wallpaper for about two months before I changed it recently. Because uh, it's fantastic. Well then, I'm also gonna Wonder Woman, but it's the the regular Dotsons that just cracks me up. Yeah, it's good. Running from the giant. There you go. Nobody's um, bigger than Giganta, she said. <laughs> um. So best art of the week, though, Connor. Oh, that's tough. Um. I think we're gonna go with Detective Comics. I really like the art in that. That's fair, Matt. I'm going with Supergirl. I really like the art in that one. Yeah, it's a tough week, actually. I mean, Wonder Woman might have got it if it hadn't split halfway. Yep. That, that's the thing. If it was either of them, the whole issue, maybe yeah. it could have been either of those, but yeah. the split hurt it too much. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Supergirl, although it is between Supergirl and Detective. So, you know, mm. we're kind of in agreement in terms of which ones are the, at the top of the pile. Um, 
cool. Uh, so best uh, top five books, top five books of the week, Connor. What you got? Uh, number one, Hawkman. Number two, Wonder Woman. Three, Detective. Four, Wonder Twins. Five. This is really tough. Um, just about the Flash, I guess. It's, it's edge. It's edging between Flash and Batman. Who laughs? Okay. Uh, Matt, what's your top five? So, so number one, Supergirl. Number two, Wonder Woman. Number three, Superman. Number four, Hawkman. And number five is Wonder Twins. All right. My number one is Wonder Woman. Number two is Supergirl. My number three is Superman. My number four is Detective Comics. Uh, my number five is Wonder Twins. There you go. There right. That's right. a successful week. So um, we, we we all like Wonder Twins enough that it's in our top five. That's, that's true. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I may have forgot to put a tweet this week asking for people to pick their favorites. <laughs> so of course he did. So so we'll skip that this week. But I will be asking next week. Uh, get get your favorites ready. Um, you couldn't you could have asked them on the week where there's some variety in how many books <laughs> there are, could you? Yeah. Yeah, but next week they all get to see Naomi to annoy Connor. That, that, that as long, I mean, I'll take that as, as long as they're not saying Batman. <laughs> You've heard them, people. You've heard them. Do do what, do what it takes to annoy him. Uh, so I'll tell you what's coming next week. Then uh, we'll be covering Batman sixty nine, Justice League twenty two, Aquaman forty seven, Naomi issue four, and I think that's it for the actual books we're covering. Yeah. 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 Uh, also out is Teen Titans twenty nine, Damage sixteen, which is the final issue of that. And Nightwing 59. So it is a very quiet week, which means there will be questions again next week. We will uh, put out some uh, requests for questions on Twitter. Um, just He's going to remember this time. Just before the next show. Well, I need to, otherwise the show is going to have nothing to talk about. So <laughs> so that's going to happen. Um, but Wait, yeah. did you say Aquaman? I did. did. Yeah. Okay. I thought I said. Real quick, what, is, what does final printing mean? I assume it's you know after the third, fourth, fifth printing they're like right this is it we're not doing anymore because okay. because Batman who laughs one through three are all say final Doomsday Clock one two and seven say final Heroes of Crisis two three and four say final yeah and, I think they're just saying if you want uh, it now's the cha- now's the, you know your last gotcha. chance okay all right there you go that's uh, that's what's coming next week um that's that's pretty much the show uh what, what can we tell you about obviously me and car do a tv version of this show called television for the multiverse where we talk about dc tv shows we also do elsewhere in the multiverse which is us talking about other comics from other publishers uh which now is like a goes over two parts in the week uh, because we now record it kind of split up to kind of make it easier to fit in but because of that we get the first half out a little bit earlier and a bit more timely towards the books coming out uh so you can check out that um is there anything else to tell you about that's that's super relevant right now? Mm-hmm. You got a, you got a Hellboy review coming up. Yes, we do. There is a Hellboy review. Uh, that'll be myself, Matt, and then Tim, who's a resident Hellboy fan. Uh, we'll oh. be talking about the new Hellboy movie. Uh, that should be that, a, an interesting. That, we, we know that there will be words had yeah. in that review. Of course, me and Matt uh, did, did Shazam. Uh, that's up obviously in the same audio feed as this, as well as on the YouTube channel. You can check out our Shazam review. Um, 
And the Shazam Monthly that me and Connor are doing for Patreon is coming. The reason why it's been delayed is not because we've not read it. We've both read the book. We actually went to start recording it several days ago and then decided to wait until Connor had seen the movie because it was really strange that I had seen the movie and he hadn't. Yeah. So I, I kept wanting to immediately want to like say, oh, it's interesting that they chose this for the movie and not this. And it was we like, got like two minutes in and I went, shit. Yes, he used to see the movie before we could talk about it, so that's what it's waiting for. If, if, if we're going to do it post-movie, we might as well wait until we can actually both talk about the differences. In relation and, to the movie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that's that's coming up next for patrons uh, when Connor gets a chance to go see the movie. So that's coming up then, and then that's pretty much it in terms of what I need to tell you. Other than, of course, the usual stuff, such as uh, if you want to support the channel and the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can support us for as little as a dollar per month, and you get some bonuses, exclusives, all that kind of thing. Follow us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast for, you know, show updates and bits of DC news that are retweeted and things like that, that sort of thing. Um, but otherwise, that is us. So, no, no, you forgot the important thing. Did I? What did I forget? Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a new Star Wars trailer out. Go and watch it, people. Yes. <laughs> This will be Connor's last episode of Comments from the Multiverse. I hope you enjoy these presents. And then it's my last one, too, because I'm going to stand in... <laughs> I join him in rebellion against this empire. <laughs> Do you know what? Pete told me yesterday that the Emperor is the worst character in, in, in the original trilogy. I think that's just because he's jealous that he isn't a, a good enough ruler. Yeah. There's far worse characters, man. In the original trilogy? Yeah, Lobot literally does nothing but stand there with a visor on the back of his head. Who? No, oh, you. <laughs> How am I know who that is? Lobot's the the guy with the cybernetics uh, who hangs around with Lando. Yep. Nah. He's got a big. He's got. A, you you do like him. He's got a visor. Yeah. You like stupid visors. I don't yeah, typically, he does. but I don't remember that at all. Um, I haven't seen these movies in a while, so you know. Oh man. The Lando book by Charles Soule is fantastic. I've got Endgame Ooh. in like just you know a week and a half. Um, I've got which Connor won't be seeing because Connor won't be into that. Yeah, no, it's too long for me. But I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I'm really looking forward to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. There's lots of good movies coming out this year that I'm looking forward to. It's just Star Wars it's episode the nine, <laughs> the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not gonna fight you too much on the name. Yeah, yeah. it's just it, it, like a tie-in but, novel. But great trailer. Epic. Eh. It's got an epic sound to me. I don't know. I'm probably just a Skywalker fanboy though, so Yeah, you are. <laughs> I don't hate I don't care about the name that much as as long as the film's good. <sighs> Star Wars episode nine, Rise of the Skywalkers. Excellent. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I know, Singular. I was being facetious. No you weren't. You were just wrong. I don't know I said it I said it like two minutes ago. I don't recall. Anyways. Oh bloody hell. Oh yeah, enjoy your Star Wars. I will not be seeing it. Thank you very much. Uh I have no interest. Um You will be watching the Star Wars TV show stuff. The first episode. That is the only thing I'm committing to. The only thing. Um and but while I'm on it, screw Game of Thrones as well. I mean, since since I'm on the things that will piss off the the audience with me saying I hate them, and, and that's back tomorrow. So I mean, yeah. people care yeah. about that. Maybe which I have to choose like... between playoff hockey and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So no, I it's Game Three. There's no way. 
I don't know what that means. I <laughs> We're do, tied one but... one against the stupid San Jose Sharks. If you're San Jose Shark, I'm sorry, but <sighs> sharks yeah. are killed in Vikings. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, it's the Knights. Believe me, it? if it was the Vegas Vikings, that'd be it. We've, we've been over this before. Me and Pete, for some reason, have it in our heads that it's Vikings. <laughs> because it's me. You're dealing with me. I'm the only Knights well, fan you deal with. Well, look, Vikings are just Scandinavian Knights. Well, Sharks are definitely better than Knights, so, you know. Uh, not yeah, last night they weren't. That. We won 5-3 five, five, and didn't give up a goal in the last two periods. So, wah, wah. Yeah, that made sense to me. Okay, that has been the end. You've of... seen Mighty Ducks, you know hockey terminology. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, have you seen Miracle? Uh, I've not seen Miracle, no. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, yes. Ducks fly together, all that nonsense. Uh, yes. That has that uh, been Couch for the Multiverse episode. Believe this or not, this is episode 150. This was actually kind of a landmark and number. we celebrated it by pissing off Pete with more Star Wars talk than we could think of. Oh, my. I don't even, I don't even know, I don't even know. Star Wars is just—it's past its time. You know what? It's, it's time to let it die. It's time to let it die. <laughs> I'm to, to, gonna make a really, really off-color joke, but I'm not going to. To quote Luke from Last Jedi, it's time for the the Jedi to die. And yeah, and that's what the Rise of Skywalker. But I would about. extend it to the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. It's time for it to go. Oh, you're so bitter. Lucas could have just kept the rights so no one else could make Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah, like he would make them and it'd be far worse. <laughs> he consulted on this one. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, that's a great sign. A- Abrams went to him and went, look, we're ending we're the sorry. whole saga here. What, you got ending? any thoughts? Bullshit. And it... No, no, no. The saga that's... of the Skywalkers. The, the, the nine so series that's... saga. There's still other movies going to so happen. Oh, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> so... There's going to be an episode 10. I guarantee you. Maybe, but I don't think it'll be anytime soon. Not anytime soon. No. They'll take a break. They'll do spin-offs. They'll do other things for a while. But I, I will. This is the other thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, Star Wars and Game of Thrones are ending this year." No, they're not. Star- Game of Thrones has got like four prequels in the works. Star Wars has got like an all two trilogies. That's not the same as the show, and it's not the same as Star Wars. Like, like, sure, spin-offs and whatever. That's not the same. They're churning you know? these things out like they're coming off a a printing press, right? They're just churning yeah, them out. Yeah, I don't think so. Five minutes ago, you were excited for Endgame. Yep. Obviously, you, there is more. There is more Marvel films than there is Star Wars films, and they only started a decade ago. Thankfully, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Hypocrisy. <laughs> hey, it's not like I'm saying all Marvel movies are better than all Star Wars movies. I would never say that because because Doctor Strange and the first Captain America exist. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> right, we gotta end this before you get angry. <laughs> uh, but, you know. But, Guardians of the Galaxy is better than Star Wars. I said it. Okay, that is, that is, <laughs> comments for the Multiverse episode 150. Uh, we'll see you for 151 next week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much once again for watching our listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.